0: Boys. Popcorn.
3: You making popcorn? Uh huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh huh. This is
4: insane,
5: you guys. Yo, this is sexy. Man. <laughs>
3: Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the Panels on Pages.com podcast, with your host, Lee Rodriguez.
4: At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it.
3: Jason
1: Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume. Jose Guzman.
5: Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm, except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Boy, oh, love, it. it appears we got a penis in the mouth. <laughs>
3: I glued my fucking eyes
1: shut! <laughs> I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's giz.
5: <laughs> Oh, Sorry, I knocked over the salt.
3: Like you had anything better to do.
4: Oh, what's going on, kids? Today is Tuesday, September 1st. We're in fucking quarter four in this bitch. No, this is the tail end of Q3. I, my mistake. Doesn't matter. Not like I worry about numbers and data for a living. It's fine.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Regardless of any of that, uh, I am absolutely, definitely 100% uh, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. And joining me tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nyes. Miley, what's good? And Mr. Kelly Harris.
5: Castle's better than Firefly. Fight me, nerds. <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're episode number 308 of the com podcast. Oh, man. Getting into Castle, are we?
5: Now, Castle's just a quality program.
1: Yeah. Castle's had like just... 19 more seasons than Firefly. so Exactly. Yeah,
4: Castle's one of those shows that I, I, I've never seen, but I'm aware that it exists. But every time I hear about it, I'm like, oh, shit, that's still on. Cool. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> It's always on. It's the better Nathan Fillion show.
4: Yeah, my uh, my future uh, sister-in-law uh, loves those Castle books, and uh, I turned her on to the Castle comics, and she's into those those now, too. Because that's a thing that Marvel did, because why not? Yeah.
1: Why not? And the, All lead, that Disney. the lead actress from Castle, her real name sounds like a superhero comic. Stana
4: Yeah, that's not a real human.
5: Yeah, she's got a rad name. <laughs> Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. I think she's like actually way into comics too, from what I've read.
4: Right next to her, uh, her best friend, Lelou Dallas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Multipass. Multipass.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh let's see. Uh my apologies for uh missing uh last week. I was plagued with a series of horrible things most most importantly a dire dire headache and you've seen pictures of me you know that when i have a headache that's no small deal
1: you said but, it was your the first migraine you've ever had in your life i think
4: so without a basis for comparison
1: hard to say because i get headaches but like never anything so debilitating that i would say i'll bet this is a migraine to the point where light movement anything like that just cripples you Oh, yeah. Like, I just sat down. I just, like, laid on the floor for a while at some point. Like, it oh, yeah. was fucking miserable. Fucking, I, I, all through middle school and high school, I was just plagued with migraines. <clears throat> you know, I would have to, it, it was almost every Monday I'd have to go immediately to sleep as soon as I got home from school. Uh, you know, hot yeah, showers. I don't, I don't
4: hate that I missed that opportunity. Yeah. I have that in
7: my life. That it, sounds terrible.
1: It got so bad to the point where I got an MRI in seventh grade Jesus. <laughs> because I got headaches so often but then as soon as I stopped really caring about my schoolwork headaches stopped
6: hey, look at that.
4: <laughs> yeah I have had pretty chronic headaches lately so I saw an optometrist today and they gave me uh some special they tried me different glasses to wear at work while I'm doing all my stuff so I'm officially uh two different pairs of glasses years old oh wow <laughs> that's how fucking old i am now so that's gonna take a little while to come to terms with that so you
1: know that's life
4: you need <laughs> what one, of, gonna those, do? You need
1: one of those fancy grandma chains to you know make sure that you don't misplace them
4: uh, they, they, they're, uh, they're the the, the blue tin ones. so they have like a yellow sheen to them i guess which sounds fucking awful but i guess you know hey i won't hurt anymore so i'll take it but <laughs> She said, you know, we're talking about my symptoms or whatever, and how, you know, I have, you know, I got the new job, and I, I know for a fact I'm using my eyes in, in different ways than I'm used to using them before, you know? That's so like, okay. And she's like, you know, how's your blood pressure? I go, oh, blood pressure is fine. It always has been. She says, how's your stress? I just went, eh. <laughs> 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 it's
3: okay. <laughs> she says, All right.
4: We'll do what we can do. Uh, but yeah, let's see what else was going on. I uh, was able to, over last weekend, uh, finish painting up my big ass Omega Supreme, who I, I did it. A while back actually and then just never totally satisfied with it and busted it back out and made it look way cooler so very pleased about that He still kind of fed on the shelf so he's resting comfortably on the floor next to other giant things but he looks really cool he's fun uh in less awesome things that we have now news we have a new cat and i don't think i've mentioned the cat yet on the show maybe like briefly But uh, after the untimely, and by untimely, I mean completely timely because she was 14, (laughs) uh, death of our cat. We now have another cat. Didn't take terribly long. I don't know why these motherfuckers insist on having pets. I don't get it. I'm not that person. I (laughs) almost told Nicole the other day. I said, you know what? I can say with absolute certainty that, like, were I a single person, I would not have pets. Like, I would not want to be one of these single dudes with a cat.
5: Like, something weird about a single dude (laughs) with a cat. Would you have a Roomba with, like, an, a uh, Transformer on top of it to go around the house and just, like, say hi to it every now and then? No, because <laughs> this is one more thing to get in my fucking way. <laughs> like, I, I don't need things smaller than me cluttering up my fucking space. Megatron, I'm trying to bring in the groceries. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, stay inside.
4: She has no sense of boundaries regarding my shit. So... I'm sitting in the desk yesterday working, doing whatever, and she just hops onto the shelf next to the desk and just plows through all the shit there, <laughs> plows through all the shit on the desk, and just starts batting around these Green Lantern rings like she owns the fucking joint. And so I got to take 15 minutes to reset come home. Guess what she did today? The same shit. <laughs> Ooh. I don't like it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it. need to get... See, I, I, I say I need, we need to get a, a squirt bottle or something. But that would mean that Nicole has to give a shit about my stuff enough to spray her with a squirt bottle, and we both know that's not gonna happen. And you'd be getting your damn transformers all wet.
1: Right? Yeah, that's gonna wet down all my things. Like,
4: you know, why that?
1: do I gotta change? What was the disease that the transformers would get where they'd look all rusty and muddy? The <laughs> cosmic rust. <laughs> Real clever
4: name back then for those things. And then poor Buster's derpy ass has gone full on emo the past few days oh. he he got a uh, he had an ear infection so Nicole took him to the vet I guess it was pretty bad so like he was you know and they put the the drops in his ears or whatever he was like shaking apparently pissed on the floor like pretty intense pain oh. and he had to go back for a follow-up visit it just make sure things are okay and like ever since then and then he, he between those two visits he scratched his eye Ooh. like scratched the cornea of his eye so he has to take these two drops it's like a drop that we had to put in his eye and then there's like a, like a really thick like almost neosporin consistency like ointment we had to put on his eyeball like mm. twice a day. Oh. Which sounds fucking awful. Like I would not want to put ointment on my eyeball. Yeah, okay? no.
3: Yeah.
4: It sounds terrible. And I'm not half retarded like Buster is. <laughs> <laughs> so it got to the point where like, you know, whatever, and this dog Million dollar heart and nickel head. Very lovable. <laughs> but like, you know, Nicole would call him and he would just like, no, I don't go over there. Every time I go over there, you fucking put shit in my eyes. Yep. <laughs> like, it's like he would recoil from our touch and shit. Just like very distraught. And like, I think he's like full on depressed and shit. Like this is my life now. This is what's going to happen every day for the rest of my life. They're going to shove shit in my face. <laughs> like this is what happens. And so we like, he stopped eating, he stopped drinking, and now he has like a respiratory infection. <laughs> oh, poor Buster. He's oh, never no. been sick, and he's getting like five years of sickness within the past like three weeks. He spent so much fucking money at the vet between all the dog shit and all the new cat shit. I blame the cat. I'm going to blame the cat for most things <laughs> yeah. for a while. I'm willing to, I'm willing to let that happen. Um, played through almost completely... On Saturday because it fucking took over my life Um, a Sunday I should say until dawn on ps4 Uh, new exclusive title Um, horror game plays a whole lot like heavy rain did so you take control of all eight of these characters throughout different parts of the game playing through like as you know this like a psycho hunts them in this ski lodge and so it it stars uh, Hayden Panettiere from the heroes and she's on Nashville and the cat Brett Dalton, who plays Ward on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, and you know, and so they did full performance capture and motion capture for these actors. Like, they, they look like them. So it looks like people you've seen on TV and shit now in a video game. It's fucking crazy. But it's marked by this really complex uh, decision making, like butterfly effect kind of thing, to where, you know, shit you do early on has an impact on the game hours and hours later. Um, really, really cool to see how that story branches out. And so, like, I'm almost done, because it's not super long, because it's only meant to take place in a single night, and unlike Arkham Knight, it actually feels like it takes place during a single night. <laughs> like, those Batman games, like, the sun is never going to rise in Gotham, because, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it, it's one of those weird things that always kind of bug me about those games, where regardless of how much time you spend flying around doing shit, solving fucking riddler puzzles, like, there's more than 10 hours of plot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that it, it's never going to be a single night. It's, 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 it's always buggy about this game. That should but, be the
1: tagline for the Gotham Tourism Board: "The sun never rises in Gotham." <laughs> never, <laughs> thank God for the Batman. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but until dawn takes about ten, eleven hours, and like it, it proceeds in almost real time, you know, uh, and so I'm almost finished the first time through, and I'm already planning to go back into it again and see. Who can I kill this time? <laughs> like, because I killed a couple of people totally by accident. But let's see if we can bring that body count up a little more next time. Uh, and then the last thing I want to talk about is Friday night. Apropos of nothing. I don't know why. But Zoe says, hey, want to watch Man of Steel? Ha! <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? <laughs> sure, why not? And it was the first time I've seen it since I saw it in the theater.
1: Which is a good two years out now. Yeah, you've been a while. You've had some buffer room. Exactly. I had a little little
4: distance from it. You know. And I I stand by a lot of what I said (laughs) when it first came out. I just. just, It's not a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. But I don't think it's a very good Superman movie. It's kind of the long and short of it. Like. Looks great and like you know, now that I knew that, you know, wholesale cataclysmic destruction was gotta to come to metropolis, I could enjoy the the uh, the, 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 the the staging and the the uh, the the attention to detail in the fights. Like the fights are pretty badass once you know they're coming. And and you know Bruce Wayne's out there somewhere. I'm not gonna lie, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man. All this shit's going down, but somewhere Batman's watching, and he's <laughs> really upset at what he sees. <laughs> and he's going to get that fucker. <laughs> like, but I, I realized, too, what it was, because I remember when Man of Steel came out and people were kind of shitting on, like, oh, man, this so, it's so over the top with this violence and this and that, whatever. And, you know, you'd get people to say, hey, you know what? Fuck you. You know, giant aliens came through and destroyed huge chunks of Manhattan and the Avengers. You know, like massive destruction there, too. And I think it figured it out. It's the difference between the two is like the difference in the extreme ultra over the top violence, say, like watching Kill Bill as Beatrice goes shit on the crazy 88 gang versus the crazy over the top ultra violence and the passion of the Christ. <laughs> one of those is designed to make you feel a very different way than the other one. Whichever way that happens to be is up to you, but they're not the same. It's not the same vibe you get from watching those two movies. It's just not, and that to me is the destruction of Metropolis.
5: i know agree with that. Up. Yeah, I'd agree with that totally. Yeah, that's a pretty good parallel. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, like you know, you know, Jesus metaphor is notwithstanding in man. Of yeah, Steel, right? You know? No shit.
4: And then, <laughs> and then we're watching. Speaking of, and uh. My daughter is almost eight. She's a small child, okay. And comes the part where Clark goes to church, and they frame him directly underneath the big stained glass of Jesus. And my daughter just goes, "They sure are trying to make it seem like Superman's Jesus in this." <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. I'm like, yep, they really are, honey. <laughs> they really are. And that was before he did big Christ arms coming out of the spaceship. Which by the way, he can breathe in space in this
1: movie. Yeah, but was that space? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> and he breathes in space
4: a few times, like, you know, when he flies out of the ship and then like when he jumps from the North Pole, like up into the sky, like he's Santa Claus. Like he goes in space a few times in the movie and he's fine. But they get on Zod's ship and he's like, oh, it's so hard to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck, Clark? So yeah, so I I feel like I am adequately primed to see Batman V Superman V roe v Wade next year. <laughs> and kinda have a good 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 foundation. Spoiler alert, Superman all about the abortions. <laughs> Not <a> very pro life to <laughs> Superman. So yeah. That happened. And then oh unrelated Speaking of movies that we should definitely watch, heads up, big thanks to the population on Lois Lane, Christian Foxy Allen, for pointing out that Masters of the Universe is now on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I watched
5: that right before, like, at 6 o'clock
4: today. I have not seen it in a while. I'll bet it's amazing. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm trying to decide. I think I told you today, like, I think that might be the first movie I ever saw that was like an adaptation of some shit that I loved. Like I know it came out before the Turtles, but I, I'm trying to decide if I saw it before or after I saw Turtles. I what know I didn't see it the, on theater. What
1: about the Transformers what about movie? What's that? What about the Transformers movie? I didn't see that
4: until a little bit later. Oh. I must have been probably, yeah, I, I was definitely a little bit older when that came out because I didn't I, I didn't see a lot of those cartoons in their first run either. Like I saw I first watched the cartoons like when they were doing the, the Generation Two reruns like in the early 90s not like mid when this shit came out so a little bit different but it was either Turtles or Masters of the Universe I saw first both of them would have been on video It was just a matter of when I don't know when for sure but I remember the Ninja Turtles video cassette with that bright green tape it was awesome (laughs) what else is going on so how was your Masters of the Universe
5: experience Kelly I enjoyed it I think it's a little longer than I would have liked had you seen it before no, this is the first time I've ever nice. seen it. And, but outside of that, I liked it a lot. And from what it it fits what I'd heard about it, where it's pretty much there's a lot of Kirby stuff in there, like the Cosmic Key is a Mother Box, pretty much. I should I guess it is? Yeah, no, the, and huh. the, I I did some I read up on it, and the director pretty much wanted to fill up this movie full of like Jack Kirby stuff.
1: That's kind of cool. Well, it was it was originally supposed to be a New Gods movie, and then uh, I I forget how it how it switched. But originally, the guy was wanting to do a Jack Kirby New Gods movie, and something changed, and and he got the job to do
5: Masters of the Universe. And he was like, "Well, fuck it, I'll just make
1: this the New Gods movie."
5: Yeah, and it fits a lot. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there. Like Skeletor is totally dark side.
4: Son of a bitch, he is. Look at that. <laughs> And then Juggalo John in the chat says, "Did you see the video where you try to say Masters of the Universe and Avengers One are the same
5: plot?"
1: I I'm would say that, that I would say that Masters of the Universe and Thor have the same plot.
5: Yeah, I don't think Avengers.
4: Hmm. Yeah, so I give you Thor, yeah, because you got you got your Dolph Lundgren and your young new ballad Courtney Cox in the role
1: of Jane Foster. So I guess well, it's kind terrible. of. I mean, they're not really love interests, but no, not really. No. But it's 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 where you're wanting a movie set in Eternia, but you get fucking shipped away to Earth. And, and you want a movie with yeah, Eternia, another... and you
4: want Orko, and not that fucking troll thing. <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah, I was expecting them to call him Orko, and then he wasn't, and I was like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" But yeah, I, when they well, hopefully, if they ever do make another Masters of the Universe movie, they never come to Earth.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's Just hang no out reason
5: for no Yeah. I've realized if I was born 10 years earlier or 10 years later, I would probably be way into masters of the universe. Cuz in the 80s I would have had, you know, the original stuff and in the oh, 2000s I would have had the revamp where they came back on TV and had a whole bunch of new rad toys.
4: Yeah, I hate that I missed out on those toys and they were available because now they're super expensive.
5: <laughs> yeah, they are. And they're awesome. Yeah, they're really great. If I, if I would have been born in one of those two eras when He-Man was big, I it would probably be my favorite thing.
4: <laughs> He-Man's cool. That's why I mean, I'm really enjoying uh, Kaptara darcy's book.
5: Yeah, it's because totally a Masters of the Universe book.
1: <laughs> it's just batshit crazy Masters of the Universe, and that's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> that makes me very happy. One of my favorite smells in Earth in I'm, history, I'm, I'm with you. I'm listening is the smell, <laughs> is the smell of He-Man toys. Like, I I will remember the smell of He-Man toys more than I remember actually playing with the toys. And every so often, I'll just be walking around somewhere and I'll just get a whiff in the air and be like <laughs> Smells like He-Man toys in here. <laughs> I don't remember the smell of He Man toys at all. That doesn't ring a bell, but I do
4: remember the very distinctive feel of yep. like Moss Man. Yep. And they did a handful of figures where they coated them in like this this like really fine grained felt. Yep. And I'll never forget that feeling. And also how no other toy I ever had as a child had to I had the risk of getting filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Because fucking, no bullshit, a year in, that that Mossman
1: figure had just blotches of shit stained (laughs) on him. Fucking gross. Uh, uh, Looking at Wikipedia, it says, The film itself was not intended to be literally a a reworked fourth world, although the intent was to make the film a tribute to Jack Kirby. Just a tribute to all his work, not just the fourth world. So not New Gods, it was fourth world.
5: I mean that is pretty much the new guys okay, stuff. Okay, I I have no frame of reference. <laughs> it it totally shows if you know that going in, it totally shows. And I did stick around for the post credit scene that I, I'm pretty sure I learned about on an episode of this show.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, I, I know
4: it in until somebody mentioned it in the chat for this show. <laughs> I had no
5: clue. <laughs> what were post credit scenes up. like a thing back then, or was they or were they Not pioneers? Really. Not really. I mean, and. You know,
1: uh, <clears throat> Skeletor, played by Frank Langella, who played Perry White in Man of Steel. No. Yes. Same guy. <laughs> no, Lawrence Fishburne was Perry White. Oh shit! Shit! Then I'm thinking, um, <laughs> Superman Returns. <laughs> Superman Returns. Perry White. What are you thinking? Uh, Perry White from Superman Returns.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. Yes. <laughs> My bad, my bad. I've my almost bad. forgotten everything about Superman Returns. I think I've seen it one time, <laughs>
1: and that's it. Wow. In my mind just now, I saw a scene with fucking Amy Adams, Lois Lane, and Frank Langella, Perry White. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I've connected those synapses. Nothing's, nothing's wrong here. It's fine.
5: Oof. <laughs> what else is going on, Kelly? Uh, not much. I... On Monday, had an article go up about a Dragon Ball Z fighting game that's coming out soon, and I played the demo on the 3DS, and it is rad as fuck. Yeah. And so I'm pretty much at peak Dragon Ball Z nostalgia right now.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming down off my uh, my wave. It comes in, it ebbs and
5: flows for me, and I'm I'm ebbing right now. Yeah, because of that game and how many fucking characters there are, and how many I don't know who the hell they are, because there's like 24 playable main fighters and 80-some-odd... Jesus Christ. ...supporting fighters. And there's a bunch of those I don't know, and I'm guessing they're from the movies. Gotta be, yeah. Uh... So, so I'm starting to go through all of the movies because I'd only seen Cooler's Revenge and then Resurrection F. None of the others I've seen. So now I'm starting to go through... On um, Last Thursday, I watched the first four. And they're all pretty much the same movie.
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all just a, a hyper abridged version of the cyclical plot of Dragon Ball Z, which is bad guy comes, fucks everyone up, Goku wins the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well they just mean,
5: do it in entertaining- an hour and a
4: half instead of like fifteen hours.
5: Yeah, they're inter- they're all entertaining in their own rights. Like I still think, like I I haven't rewatched Cooler's Revenge, but I still really enjoy that movie, especially the version that I think Funimation put out, where it's got like contemporary music so there's just like disturbed playing in the background oh yeah right right right. and that's just awesome slash hilarious at this point (laughs) hey (laughs) disturbed
1: did just come out with a new album and it debuted at number one so it's not too hilarious
5: it's just one of those things where it it feels of its time Like I I I don't picture watching a Dragon Ball Z movie. That, I couldn't imagine Resurrection F having disturbed in it. <laughs> but who knows? Uh, so yeah, I've been watching Dragon Ball Z stuff and I'm trying to think. I haven't been up to anything outside of that. Not really. I'm good. Nothing wrong with that. It's
1: fine. It's allowed. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Well last week uh you weren't here, Lee, but I mentioned that Mary had two job interviews last week, one at a uh, local orlando um, web development company, and then another with booking dot com in fucking amsterdam Jesus Christ yeah uh, which amsterdam is she she dreams of moving to Amsterdam one day so that was a that was a big plus for her so uh I'd like, uh, I, I asked for the population to send good vibes out to her, and it worked, because Friday, as she's leaving her current shit job, uh, she got the call, she got an email that that the uh, web company offered her a job, so she's got a new job, which is cool. Goddamn right. <clears throat> uh, I'll get back to that in a second. So to celebrate her new job uh, Friday night, I was like... Let's watch anything in the world you want to watch. It's going to be a fantastic lady night. So she picks the Beverly Hillbillies movie because apparently that was uh, one of her family's favorite movies to watch as a kid. And because Lily Tomlin's in that, once the Beverly Hillbillies movie was done, we watched 9 to 5. And boy, oh boy, boy, does Dolly Parton have enormous tits. (laughs) 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 Oh, wow. Oh, Dolly Parton's in uh, the Beverly Hillbillies movie, too. I forgot to mention that.
5: Just a Dolly Parton
1: night. Dolly Parton, Lily Tomlin, uh, you know, back to back twofer. So that was cool.
4: That's a fun movie. I mean, Billy Hillbillies came like at the tail end, it was, it was kind of close to the tail end of that time when they were just
1: making movies of every old TV show. Right. And it kind of had that same tone as the Brady Bunch movie did, where they were kind of like uh, fish out of water. And they, they uh, kind of thrust them into contemporary LA and have yeah. them dealing with but all you, that shit.
4: That's the thing. Sometimes you get a Beverly Hillbillies or a Brady Bunch or an Addams Family, and then other times you get Dukes of Hazard.
1: <laughs> it just can't <laughs> oh all be Oh, that happened.
5: Oh, shit, I forgot about that. By
1: the guys that did Super Troopers. That, that movie should have been way better than it was. So that was our Friday night. And then uh, Saturday, we're just sitting around talking, sitting around bullshitting. And I'm like, if you could watch anything in the world right now, what would you watch? And she says, Flight of the Navigator. And I said, hell yeah, Flight of the Navigator. I fucking (laughs) love that movie. For those of you that are not familiar with Flight of the Navigator, it was a Disney movie released in in 1986. This kid gets abducted by aliens. Uh, He doesn't realize it and ends up eight years in the future. And everything has changed around. He, he, he's he been missing, presumed dead, for eight years. His parents, his family is aged eight years. They don't know what the fuck happened to this kid and why he hasn't aged a day. So uh, NASA gets a hold of him. And uh, uh, parallel to this, NASA has found this alien ship.
5: Yeah, and, I think I've seen this. And, I've oh, never seen this.
1: I'm it, like, hell yeah. And I'm like, wait, I've never seen this. <laughs> And uh, it turns out that the alien ship had abducted him, uh, abducted him eight years ago and just dropped him back off and the alien ship hit a um, like a, a power line and lost all of its navigation. So it needed him, and he had all the, he's the navigator. He has all the maps in his head, so it needed him to get back or whatever.
4: Oh, yeah, then he get like all fucking roboted up towards the end? No, 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 no,
1: he doesn't get roboted up at all. What am I thinking of? So he escapes the NASA facility. And basically steals this ship and they go on a little adventure and um, he gets to see some cool alien shit. And and eventually the, uh, oh, and the alien ship is voiced by Pee Wee Herman. No shit. Yeah, what? I've definitely not seen this. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, spoiler alert, the ship bring, brings him back to, you know, where, where the movie began eight years ago and all is well. And it's one of those movies that I must have watched a hundred times when I was a kid. And I just thought it was so funny that she plucked that one out of midair. And uh, we kind of broke down over over Flight of the Navigator this weekend. It's not as great as you might remember. Especially those of you that haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) uh, it features a young, uh, not as horse-faced Sarah Jessica Parker. No shit. Yep.
5: And then, live oh, I was picturing it being animated.
1: No, 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 live action. It was one of the Disney oh, live oh. action movies. In fact, they had they had the ship from *Fly of the Navigator* on the backstage tour of Disney MGM Studios for for years. And then, lastly, <clears throat> so Mary goes in yesterday to give her two weeks' notice at her fuck ass job. <laughs> and fuck no one will no give her a uh, you know a straight answer so by the end of the day her her direct report tells her yeah we'll we'll keep you around whereas you know the trend has been if somebody gives their 2 weeks this company says fuck you go away we don't want you poisoning the well and letting everybody else know how shitty it is here and and uh, you know how the grass is greener on the other side
4: that's a weird thing man like
5: i don't, I wouldn't get that yeah, well. We here at Fuckboy Inc. want to keep people from fraternizing.
1: <laughs> so they, they basically told her yesterday before she left that you know they're gonna keep her for the two weeks. So she gets a hold of her uh new job and tell tells them her new start time. <clears throat> she gets called into a meeting at the end of the day today and they tell her to get the fuck out, essentially. You know what 24, twenty-four hours after you know, she already told the new job that it's going to be two weeks. So glad that she's out of there. Uh, I'm glad that she's going to be starting a new job where she's going to be basically doing uh, programming work, which is something that she's super excited about and and uh, uh, really talented in, even though she's she's a, a novice. She- She's really good at it, and it's something that she's going to enjoy, and she's going to learn to grow from there. She's getting paid almost the, exactly the same starting out, and and she can only nice. go up from there. Nice, so that's cool. It sucks that she's going to, you know, have a, a a blip in her paycheck because of them, you know, dumping her unceremoniously today. But yeah, that's horseshit. But yeah, it, it's something that we'll work through. Uh, this she's been needing to leave this co- company for. Years, months, if not years, I just want to tell one quick little story uh, they do They do a lot of bullshit um, team building stuff like i, I oh. I'm, I'm never really sure <laughs> says, oh. I'm not really sure what this company actually produces i I'm pretty sure it's just a vanity project for the uh, scumbag CEO to you know surround himself with hot women and and probably launder money allegedly. Uh, I'm getting this, all this out on the podcast, so I don't do it publicly on social media. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they did an Office Olympics. Um, and at one point, the CEO decides that it would be a cool idea to take the Office Olympic team's hostage. Because uh, he's apparently never read a newspaper or read a history book or seen the news in history. Because... Uh, if if we all look back, uh, there indeed was an Olympic hostage crisis at one point. I believe it was 1980 where oh many people were murdered. Uh, uh, it's essentially what the whole movie Munich is based upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, they had an Olympic hostage negotiation uh, go on. Uh, Office Olympics. That that's the type of company that she was working for. That's- so.
5: Awful. So fucking <laughs> fuck boy good. Doesn't
1: care about history. <laughs> They're <laughs> making <boy> their own. <laughs> good riddance.
4: That's insane. Good god. Good what? for Mary for getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah.
1: Yes. So she 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 is absolutely stoked and I'm stoked for her. You know, she's a pleasant person to be around to begin with. Uh, I can't wait to see what she's like when she's actually working at a job that she enjoys and and you know doesn't you know hate going to every day. So
4: hey, it makes a difference. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> Good for her. I'm very happy for her. That's awesome. Death be to the to the to, to the fuck boy <laughs> <laughs> What the hell do you want, Tito? <laughs> <laughs>
7: Oh, you know what time it is, Lee? That's right, Lee. Your favorite part of the year.
4: God damn it. I think this is bullshit. I think there's no fucking way that it's already time for this. Like, it just (laughs) stopped.
7: No, sir. Like, this shit just finished. Mary was crowned champion last December. It's true.
5: Yeah.
1: It's been nine whole months.
5: Yep. I've had nine whole months to stew
7: in second place. Oh! <laughs> so it's Backley, the pop fantasy football league. The league you hold uh, close to your heart. It's back. We just had our draft this past uh, Sunday. And uh, just to give you – Lee, this is just a little refresher. This is just for you because I know how much you love this stuff. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the teams
6: <laughs>
7: um, because, you know, some people's teams' names change. So uh, the Brooklyn Dark Knights, that's my team, obviously. Uh, Turd Ferguson's, that's your buddy Goat's team. The reigning and defending champions, Papa John's dipping Sauce. <laughs> <that> yeah. <you've seen? laughs>
1: <laughs> she she changed it from regrettable dick slips because she didn't think regrettable dick slips was st- was still timely.
7: Right, right. Good choice. I suggested something, but uh, I was going to change my name, but nice nah, talking me off that ledge. Um,
5: what was regrettable dick slips a reference to? I don't if, even remember. Uh,
7: remember when Yale Stewart
1: got busted? Oh for yeah, 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 dick yeah, yeah. Okay. And part of his, his apo- apology, yeah, part of his apology, he he coined the phrase regrettable dick slips.
7: That's right. <laughs> And Mr. Kelly Harris's team, uh, Milwaukee Superkick Party, too sweet, me. Yes. <laughs> speaking of Milwaukee, uh, speaking of Superkick Party, I know uh, Kelly's seen it. I know Nye's has seen it. But somebody link in the chat where Superkick Party does the little thing with the uh, six-year-old and his uh, and his dad. Where they super kick the fuck out of that little they kid? Super kick the shit out of an eight-year-old. <laughs> oh man, that's him.
5: gonna be every team this year.
7: <laughs> oh the king of trios
5: just kicking you like your children
7: <laughs> all right um mel's team is uh you have been chris lead which i uh, saw that and i thought that kelly had changed his team name. i thought, that. <laughs> I thought the same thing uh Nice's team obviously the gotham rogues
1: oh god damn it julius thomas is out fuck
7: yeah he's out three weeks buddy oh. but you have a very good backup don't worry about it you have an awesome backup and uh, Delaney Walker. Oh, thank you. And most other <laughs> most other teams, he'd be starting. So you're you're good there. Nice.
1: Yeah, I drafted a um, fucking behemoth this
7: year. So a uh, Geno's team, the Mutopia X Men. Now, Geno should change his name to "I quit the league after the draft." X Men, <laughs> because, <he's laughs> because that's the most Gino participates, and it's an automatic draft. So <laughs> I use participates in quotes. Uh, Jose's team, Los Tres Savages. (laughs) Uh, That's Jose's attempt at speaking Spanish. Good for Jose, getting to his roots. Uh, Mel's team, the Shelbyville Sharks. And Mr. Jeremiah Vetter's team, the Inanimate Carbon Rods. Did you say Mel's team is the Shelbyville Sharks?
1: Hello? Did you say Mel's team is the Shelbyville Sharks?
7: No, um Sharks Matt's team. okay,
1: card. Matt's team. gotcha,
7: gotcha. And uh Vetters is the inanimate carbon rods. All right, so Lee, we had our draft this weekend. Now we tried something new this year and it kind of didn't go the way I had planned, was we, we did keepers. Do you know what a keeper is, Lee?
4: Um I'm gonna to take that as a no.
7: I'm gonna take that as a no. <laughs> um a keeper. You get to keep you get to keep one person. From your previous year's team. You like carry them over. The idea behind that is that you give up the comparable draft pick. So if you selected somebody in the fourth round. um, You then give up a fourth round draft pick. If you want to keep that person.
4: Oh no. Sounds a lot like cheating to me.
7: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. It didn't go as planned. Because ESPN kind of screwed me over. So I'll be looking into that as well. So what it did. Is instead kind of. Are we ever going to have
4: out. one of these things? You don't just bitch out ESPN. Like, when are you going to take some fucking responsibility? I seem it's, to remember the I same don't... thing happening last year. You're like
7: fucking ESPN <laughs> like every week. No, no, you're wrong there. You're wrong there. Nothing happened with ESPN. I was in full control last year.
4: Hashtag impeach <laughs> <laughs>
7: Um, but big exciting year. I can't really pick a favorite. Looking it's at everybody's team. No, it's, it's not. No, it's not you. It's let's me. see who Kelly has. Team. Let's 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 look at who Kelly has on the Super Kick Party. You're starting Ryan Tannehill, so you're already lost. Um, <laughs> he, 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 he did well for me last year. Yeah, but let's he's
1: starting Ryan Tannehill until Tom Brady comes back from his suspension.
7: Right. Uh, Lashawn McCoy's hurt, so he's probably not even going to start Week One. Kelly's good pick is Devonte Adams. That's the wide receiver out of Green Bay. Jordy Nelson's out for the year. Uh, Cobbs got hurt. Devontae Adams is somebody to watch. Good pick coach. Mm-hmm.
4: So who drafted Cartoons Pearl?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I hear that kid's going places.
1: <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I have already established my team name as the Gotham Rogues three years ago, I would have changed my team name to the gentlemen adventurers this year because check out the some of the first names of some of my my players i got giovanni <laughs> antonio emmanuel julius and um pierre
5: <laughs> the gentleman adventurers <laughs> oh pierre has i bet pierre has a whip
7: <laughs> all right Lisa, you can look forward to my weekly updates as the season starts Next Thursday. So next week you get you you get a buy next week. That's your buy. I'm
4: already bye. Just giddy with anticipation.
7: So yeah. So um, get ready. So I look forward to an exciting, fun-filled season. Um, hopefully, all the division winners will finish above 500 or at least <laughs> yeah. at 500. Because, if you just refresh your memory, one of the playoff teams had a record of five and eight. <laughs>
5: As I called it from Division Garbage Island. Yes. <laughs> I'm <laughs> on the show this, this season. <laughs> Y'all better get ready for some trash talk.
7: See, so the Division Kelly and I are in, and Mary and Goat, we all finished. I had the worst record at 8 and 5. And yeah, I didn't make the In the, the playoffs.
5: All-Star Division. It was, a, it was us in the finals. Me and Mary. Two, same division. Y'all motherfuckers step up.
1: (laughs) All I know is that belt has a spot on our entertainment center,
7: and it just wouldn't look right if we had to move it, so it's staying here. Somebody has to um, teach Juan how to trash talk because he's very, very bad at it. (laughs) I guess you can add that to the list of things that Juan is horrible at. (laughs) (laughs) and got him (laughs) um if i'm not mistaken mahoney will be back as the sacco commissioner which that worked out
1: really great last year
7: (laughs) he didn't want to give up his kid what do you want him to say
5: did he at least put the beard in the box when he sent the uh belt no there was no beard dude that's
4: horseshit yeah kid i guess whatever be a pussy about it but you know you gotta you gotta drop the beard Please uh,
1: don't, okay. please don't send me your beard. <laughs> send him for, your beard.
7: I nice loves the, beards. For fans of the show, the league, uh, the la, uh, last season is going to be on Netflix. I think this week or next week.
1: Yes. Oh, cool.
7: And they'll be at Thursday. They'll have a panel the first day of New York Comic Con for their last season. This Which season coming people up. People are gonna
1: season. bitch. Why is it on Thursday? I'm not coming till Saturday.
7: Oh, God. There's already bitching. There's bitching about that. Um, They have a whole bunch of people from Game of Thrones coming that are only going to be there Thursday. They're stacking up Thursday, which makes tremendous business sense. And they still have Thursday tickets left. Yeah, they have Thursday tickets left. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Season 6 of the League is already on Netflix.
7: There you go.
5: Oh, shit.
7: So So you get to relive... um, the EBDBB and B. All right, guys. I'll let you go. Thanks for the airtime. Lee, I know you're excited. Oh, Get I'm pumped. Fucking thrilled. Get Lee, slowed. I'll find
5: ways to tie in like I did last year. There okay. you go. Thank you, Kelly. You're
7: doing God's work, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Have Tito. Night, guys. Good
4: fucking guy.
1: It never ends. I tell you what. He 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 is he is a saint because if I were the commissioner of this fantasy football league, I would have quit years ago. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fantasy football. Dude, I swear to God.
4: Until told a couple weeks ago, I said, hey, you know, fucking Arrow is going to be at the SummerSlam doing his thing. Why don't you fucking come over? We'll watch SummerSlam. He says... Man, that sounds great,
5: but I have my fantasy football draft. Like, you fucking weirdo. (laughs) I I took off work an hour and a half early to do our
1: draft. I I had to cancel dinner plans with with my parents because of our football draft. (laughs) Well, that sounds awesome. Hey, I like free food, bro. Uh,
4: Fair enough. (laughs) Fair point.
1: (laughs) Fair point. uh, Stephen Amell... Brought brought the thunder. I, I he did feel. pretty damn good, man. Yeah, he did like good. I watched
4: the night up, but the next day I watched that part. You know
1: nothing else. And got to see how he did, and he did fucking well. Like I, I think it was you and Kelly, or m- maybe Tito too. You mentioned that he couldn't sell for shit, and he needs to work on his his facial expressions. But he he athletically. Oh, flawless. athletically, it's great. Yeah.
4: You got that fucking CW pretty boy shape, man. They don't, they don't, they don't cast unattractive people on CW shows. You know what's it's funny though?
1: Shape. You know you watch Arrow and he takes his shirt off and he looks like this fucking ripped buff dude, but then you put him in the ring next to Stardust, one of the you know smaller
5: wrestlers in the company, and he looks tiny, <laughs> even next to Neville. Yeah. Like, he's taller than him, but Neville's built like a tank compared to well, I've him. I've never
4: seen Neville before. That guy was fucking crazy bouncing well, around that like a lunatic.
5: great. Neville used to be the... He was the
1: longest-running NXT champ for a while.
4: Yeah, I've never seen him. but like just The way that he just goes from standing to immediately flipping around like a lunatic without like, a running start is insane.
5: Yeah, hes he doesn't look like he should move like he does. No, it's yeah, crazy. but like I said, he's built like a brick shithouse. Like, he's not <laughs> yeah. like a tiny little dude. I think like what I, I saw see him- is that you know, when...
4: They're about to shoot like you know a shirtless thing on air or whatever. You know, he doesn't eat for three days and gets all super pumped up and ripped. Which you know, <laughs> I guess if you're gonna do something really athletic, you have to you know be well fed to go into it. I don't, I don't know, but he was talking about how you know he made it a point to season two on. But like, hey, how about Oliver only takes his shirt off if there's a reason? He fucking Game of Thrones did. <laughs> so yeah, good for that guy. Uh, see, we do have a couple pieces of mail uh, Looks like left over from last week
1: Yeah I couldn't figure out how to Look at all this fan mail like, uh, I opened up the mail last week And uh, Like it wouldn't show me anything From the past Few months for whatever reason But Mahoney did read His emails on the air live last week Oh okay alright Which was great he, Mahoney had a bunch of New wrestler ice cream flavors that he wanted to pitch us, uh, including Ryback,
5: Pencil, and Milk. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget Guy That Killed His Family in cream.
1: <laughs> and Cream.
5: And <laughs> Cream. And Brooke Hogan. <laughs> uh,
4: also, similarly related to that, um, I mentioned on Facebook, on the population group, yeah, but hey, you need to come listen to the show last, You know, a couple weeks ago because of the Cold Stone Creamery bit. And Kerouac says, what did I miss? And said, new ad from our sponsor, Cold Stone Creamery. And he got super excited. I think he thinks I meant actually the Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let that roll. Why not? No reason to break his heart now. Yeah. Well, that's, that's happened enough no this email year. Because you fucker didn't write anything, unless maybe the email is acting crazy. Because it was way less spam in here than there should be for a given week. So the email servers might be acting strange. I can look into that. Although, you know, no super fun spam headlines like we got last week either. That bummed me out. Last week, brought us the best uh, spam subject line the podcast email has ever gotten. <laughs> coming to the effect of, my orgasms are so hard I can barely walk now. <laughs>
1: I do believe Mahoney referenced that line last yeah. week on the show. <laughs> Pretty fantastic. <laughs> just saying. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. <laughs> yeah, just like I, can't, I can't even walk. <laughs> I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a minute. I need a minute.
6: Uh, Professor
4: X, me throw me in a wheelchair. <laughs> You just turn to Ric Flair, all of a sudden you're flopping around the ground, you're like, Woo!
5: (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of Charlotte's shirt. It says, you know, I think it says if you do something, do it with Flair. But I always, in my head, change it to, if you're going to have sex, do it with Flair. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Ric Flair on the back with his thumbs up, smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Have sex with my daughter. (laughs) <laughs> oh, All right, so it's uh let's take its a break then. And, oh uh, wait, don't have sex with Ric Flair's daughter. Do you guys hear about what happened to her husband? No. He was arrested for a domestic disturbance. Yeah, Apparently ex- she was not related. Ex-husband though. Is it ex? Yeah. I thought they were still together they, technically. Well,
1: they they're not together. This was a this was another chick that dude beat up. So they might still be technically married, but they're they're yeah. not together anymore.
5: Okay. Oh, oh shit we didn't nice we didn't talk about the video we watched of a man pooping in a bucket. oh
1: my God <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah what? let's not let's go to a break a man pooping in a bucket let's not go to a break just yet. we have to okay. recap this story
5: <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, you take this one <laughs> so news broke yesterday that a guy was shot outside of the Dairy Performance center by oh, Pol- said about
4: this yeah yeah.
5: As the day went on, more news came out, and I saw a guy on Twitter track down who this dude was. And it turned out that he was completely obsessed with AJ and, for whatever reason, thought she would be at the Performance Center. And went there, and WWE called the police, and then he got shot.
1: This guy had already been trespassed from the Performance Center for yes. basically
5: stalking... Uh, AJ, who doesn't even work
1: at WWE anymore.
5: No, that's the weird thing about it. I kind of figured it would be like one of the NXT divas. I was betting on Sasha Banks or Bayley, but it was AJ. But so I was looking at this guy. He kept posting social media posts from this dude, and they are fucking insane. And the best one that he posted was a video this dude made of him shitting in a bucket and then taking the shit and rubbing it on the Dirty Performance Center. You're, you're
1: missing a lot of great points I, there. I, I know. <laughs> That's
5: <laughs> fucking weird.
1: <I>, uh, Guys, <laughs> explain, explain it a bit more. Yeah, it's, not, it's even weirder than you think. Lee. What it gets the weirder. shit? Because, first of all, it's, it's a big orange five gallon Home Depot bucket, and he yeah. shits in it in the middle of his bedroom, like not even in the bathroom. He just shits in this bucket in the middle of his... Bu- he shits at home and then transports it to to the performance center. So, so he shits in this bucket and he's recording this for YouTube because obviously everyone wants to see this. Yeah. And he so he sh- has to show it to the camera. He has to show it to the camera. So instead of moving the camera, he lifts the bucket up and tilts it forward so that the camera can see the shit and as he's tilting it forward shit juice just pours out of the bucket (laughs) into his bedroom (laughs) god damn it so then he fucking gets to the performance center and he's got his bucket of shit and he pours a gallon of milk into it and then (laughs) stirs it up and then just fucking splashes it on the front door of the performance center and then rubs the letters NWO on the door with, with a rag what? with a shitty milky rag. <laughs> and What's then there's just bizarre, the like
5: trance music playing in the background
1: while he's doing this. Yes. yes. One of my observations was it's funny that even when you're shit smearingly insane, <laughs> This guy
5: still has basic video editing skills. (laughs) And then Knives sends me another video. Yes. Which is... How long was that? There was a Ghostbusters music video he made. Six
1: six minutes, 23 seconds. in the music video. Yeah, this man is also obsessed with the Ghostbusters. The video starts out with him accosting... Dan Aykroyd at a Crystal Head Vodka <laughs> signing.
7: Dr. Uh, Raymond says, So I'm over here to inform uh, you about the World War III.
1: I won't play the whole thing because it's unintelligible. It sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it is the type of video an insane person would make.
5: And, you yeah. know, it's and it's and all about- just random, like, pictures of AJ shown yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: He he wants to be the new Ghostbuster, but then every so often, he's got to throw out there, yeah, I fucking love AJ. <laughs> and every so often, I wish YouTube had a frame-by-frame functionality, because every so often, there's like a Fight Club flash frame in there. I was like, what the fuck was that? I need to yeah. see that. <laughs> and there's a bit in that video where he's, he, he's like spiking up his grandma's hair. Yep. Yeah, because this guy was a hairdresser prior to... Going shit-smearingly insane. (laughs) Uh, I have no words. (laughs) Uh, I thought that he got he got killed when he got shot. He's alive. See, they they should have they should have finished the job. (laughs) (laughs) Like of of all the murders by police in the past two years, they couldn't survive. Yeah, this dude survives. Really, like nothing of value would have been lost. And, you know, there's the whole discussion about, you know, ment- mental illness, especially with a lot of these shootings nowadays. You know, we need to take care of the mentally ill. Like, this guy's clearly mentally ill. He needs medication. Well, very. But I do not think medication's going to help. Not much. When you mix. Oh, there was another one. Uh, he's he's a Ghostbuster and he's a- also a Ghost Hunter. He went to Casadega. I, I watched way too many of this guy's
5: videos. <laughs> well, I. Ca-
6: fucking obviously.
1: Was-
5: that video was 11 minutes long, yeah. so I would just skip ahead every couple of minutes, and I couldn't figure out what it was about, right. and I didn't want to watch the whole thing. <laughs> well,
1: Cas- Casadega is a notorious location here in Central Florida that is known for ghosts and ghouls and, and devil worshipping and stuff like that. And it's a it's a cemetery, and apparently there's a thing called the Devil's Chair where if you leave a beer out, the devil will drink your beer. Kind of like you know leaving cookies and milk out for Santa Claus. <clears throat> but he says, no, you know what? Uh, well, he's a Ghostbuster, so he wants to quote unquote clog this portal to, uh, you know, the underworld. So what does he do? Shits in a bucket. <laughs> Shits oh in a bucket, and instead of leaving a beer at the devil's chair, he decides to bring a Coca Cola and mix the Coca Cola with the bucket of shit. Because <laughs> I guess I don't I I don't know if I'm overthinking it because this guy is insane. But maybe he he adds the liquid to the shit so that it'll spread farther. <laughs> that's probably. That's what I'm thinking. I've seen way too much of this guy's shit.
5: Yeah, I already feel like I have, and I've seen nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, we watched him poop in a bucket three times because he had to make up for that one time Jesus where he Christ. where he dumped it on on the floor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's. This is the type of he, and he's just obviously. I, I've written this guy's whole backstory in my brain. <laughs> like he lives with his invalid grandmother, who probably gets disability, and that's you know where he, how he survives. But she's so old and so frail that she doesn't realize what kind of fucking nut bar he is. So he's just running wild out in the streets, trying to attack wrestlers with knives and and spreading. Milk shit all over the place. Wow,
5: Saying weird shit to Dan Aykroyd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd is just like, oh yeah, 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 I'll take down your information, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> because he was trying to apply to be the new Ghostbuster. Poor Dan Aykroyd. Does he
5: think Ghostbusters is a documentary? I think he might. I wouldn't put it past him. That's insane, dude. Once and then there's the sh- loving tribute to Harold Ramis at the end of one of those yeah.
1: videos. <laughs> yes! Yes! Yes. The, it was one of the, wasn't it the shitting video? Or, I can't remember. Or the Ghostbusters, <laughs> oh, the Ghostbusters music video <laughs> just tacked on a, an R.I.P. Harold Ramis onto the end of it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what the fuck?
4: Internet.
5: Internet. So that was what Nice and I did yesterday. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I Kelly tweeted, just saw a video of a guy shitting in the shittin' in a bucket and then spreading it on the WWE Performance Center, and I immediately replied to him, Link please. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told my parents about it at dinner. It was after we ate though, so it's not so bad. What they
5: have to say about
1: it? Well, I first I brought up did you guys hear about the guy getting shot at the WWE Performance Center and they listened to, you know, the radio. So they're like, Yeah or and they watch the news, so they're like, Yeah, I heard about it. And I was like, Okay, check this out
4: <laughs> You ain't Imagine heard. Your dad having like, you know, a moment with you as a grown ass
1: man is going, that boy ain't right. <laughs> oh, they know that. god (laughs) damn it, Jason. But I'm not (laughs) shit smearing insane
5: yet. Wow, yeah, no kidding. You've always got that going for you. (laughs) Yep. Now I just picture you're making a video and going to Mary's old job.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's not the worst idea you ever had.
5: Just rubbing (laughs) white white makeup all over your face and (laughs) dumping a bucket of shit (laughs) out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
4: Let's take a break. <laughs> I just don't. I don't even. I need endo- to go shit in a toilet. <laughs> yeah, nothing left. But yeah. Enjoy this. We'll be back in a little bit. Um, yeah. No new ice cream for us this week, which kind of sucks. But, you know, what, what, they can't all be stone cold weeks. Yeah. Enjoy this. Love you. Bye. Break.
0: I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long the future.
2: Finally, someone let me out of my cage. Now, time for me is nothing, because I'm counting no A's. Nah, I couldn't be there. Now nah, you shouldn't be scared. I'm good at repairs, and I'm under each snare. Intangible Bet you didn't think, so I command you to panoramic view. Look, I'll make it all manageable. Pick and choose, sit and lose. All you different crews, chicks and dudes, who you think it's really kicking tunes? Picture you getting down in a pigeon tube, like you lit the fuse. You think it's fictional, mystical? Maybe. The essence, the basics, without it, you make it, allow me to make this, childlike in nature, rhythm, you have it or you don't, that's a fallacy, I'm in them, every sprouting tree, every child of peace, every cloud and sea, you see with your eyes, I see destruction and demise, corruption that's in right. the skies, from this enterprise, now I'm sucked into your lives, rustle, not his muscle, but percussion he provides, with me as a guide, y'all can see me now, cause you don't see with your eye, you perceive with your mind, that's the end, so I'm a Stick around with us and be a mentor Lost a few rhymes A so mother comes and Remember what the thought is I brought all this So you can survive When law is lawless oh, Feeling head. sensations That you thought was dead No squealing Remember
4: Click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpages.com. Or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped, that's R-I-P-T.panelsonpages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the site up and get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition T-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Well, <laughs> the good people at RIPPED.
1: Thankfully, the past few weeks, since Mary and I both got our Mr. DNA shirts, thankfully the past few weeks, there haven't been any shirts that I absolutely must have. Yeah, it's been,
4: I don't want to say dry, it's been some good stuff, but I've I've not had to jump in for a little bit, and I'm I'm okay with it, because there was a
1: period where it was like once or twice a week, I'm like, fuck. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, you're getting a a ripped package in the mail every couple of days, and you're like, I don't even remember what I ordered.
4: (laughs) Man, huge pile of shit on the the, uh, porch from Amazon today. Oh, boy. Because apparently Nicole ordered a bunch of shit and I did too. It's like,
6: Jesus.
4: (laughs) Zoe's birthday is coming up. It's fine. I wonder if the Chad put his fingers all over it. Probably. That's okay. Smells like him. It's good. Ooh. No problem.
1: Smells like He Man figures.
4: (laughs) Yeah, the little known fact the Chad's fingers smell like He Man (laughs) figures. Sniffing his hands all day long. It's not what you think! fine it's not creepy at all Uh, let's do the news let's do it we'll do it live
3: okay do it live i can i'll write it and we'll do it live fuck it it. five four three
1: this is the pop top six pack of news for september 1st 2015 Thing sucks. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has finally broke free of the icy grip of Marvel Entertainment CEO Ike Perlmutter and will now report directly to Disney Studio Chief Alan Horn. In retaliation, Perlmutter tried to cancel the Fantastic Four again. <laughs> Leaked concept art for Captain America Civil War has drawn the battle lines between the fractured Avengers team. If you look really closely at Cap's team... On Hawkeye's shoulder, you can see a tiny Ike Mutter whispering in his ear, Fuck Kevin Feige. Marvel's Secret Wars event will add a ninth issue to its planned eight-issue run, scheduled to be released two months after the all-new, all-different Marvel relaunch, because Jonathan Hickman just can't fucking help himself. Wizard World Inc. is reporting a $1.8 million loss for the second quarter of 2015, most likely because the, they overestimated the number of fans willing to fork over money to watch Burt Reynolds wither away and die before their very eyes. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, star of recent comics-to-film cautionary tale Fantastic Four, is, re- <laughs> is reportedly in talks to star in the Dark Horse Comics film adaptation of Blood Brothers, about two centuries-old vampire friends. Don't worry, Blood Brothers purists. Michael B. Jordan will likely play the black one. And finally... Michael Shannon has admitted to making up the story that made the rounds last week of Zod having flipper hands in Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. What's worse, that people are foolish enough to buy that story, or that people view DC's movie universe as so ass-backwards that they actually (laughs) believed it? And that is the Pop-Top 6-Pack of News for September 1st, 2015. Wow, info came me. So first up, uh, Marvel Studios president, president, Kevin Feige, has essentially leapfrogged Marvel Entertainment CEO Ike Perlmutter and is now reporting directly to Disney, so uh, Feige and Marvel Studios no longer has to deal with Perlmutter's penny-pinching, you know, Perlmutter... Uh, was the reason Robert Downey Jr. almost didn't return, because they're trying to save some money. And uh, this will hopefully give Feige a lot more freedom uh, as far as Phase 3 and beyond goes. Yeah, because is one of those guys where it's like it's not like you read
4: a story about a guy being an asshole and hard to deal with. It's like every story <laughs> about that guy being an yeah. asshole and being yeah. hard to deal with. Apparently
1: like, there's a story that of him carrying a gun. Geez.
4: Yeah, this is the same guy who decreed a couple years back, no, 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 no,
1: everyone shares
4: one bathroom.
1: <laughs> Male, female, I don't give a fuck. One
4: bathroom, two rolls of toilet paper for the month, make it last. Like, he's that fucking guy. Oh, I, I couldn't forgot do it. About
5: that guy. I couldn't yeah. do that.
4: Yeah, I almost. That, this is nothing but a good thing because, you know, like, Disney notoriously very hands-off with the likes of Pixar and shit. I mean, like, and you think the Disney chairman is looking over, you know, micromanaging the people making Star Wars? Fuck no! They're gonna let them do their thing, and that's what they're good at,
1: you know. And if you think Uh, about it, like Marvel Studios is above and beyond more profitable than Marvel Comics or Marvel Entertainment. So just to see Marvel Studios under the palm of the comics guy is kind of
2: kind of hilarious.
1: Yeah, I I was talking to
4: somebody about how uh, Ant Man. Like did well, it performed, but like it didn't do huge bomb ass like blockbuster numbers. Right, which you know we didn't think it was going to. But I was trying to explain to I just got work with it something. I tried to explain to him it's like yeah, it doesn't have to because they can handle Ant Man not doing gang. like, it made like you know three hundred fifty million dollars worldwide. Like that's not it a was little still bit still
1: profitable.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's oh, a lot. Yeah. And you know for every one of those that like doesn't do super duper gangbusters, which again that's still good money. The Avengers movies make a billion dollars. Right. So, you know, they're still collectively, if you look at them at a unit,
1: they're doing all right, you know? (laughs) Yeah, especially compared to, you know, when Thor and Captain America, the first Avenger came out, they didn't do huge numbers. But then Avengers came out, and then, you know, all the Iron Man movies do huge numbers. Guardians of the Galaxy was the biggest movie last year, so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a high watermark and when anything underperforms, compared to that, it looks bad. But it's still good by any other standards. Yeah. It's, there's nothing. I don't think there's anybody
4: that's unhappy with the way Ant-Man performs. True. So Especially
1: with time. shit like, you know, Tomorrowland bombing as bad as it did. And, right. And, you know, yeah. Disney's history of the Lone Ranger and John Carter and all that. Right. They're still doing. Ant-Man's still doing pretty good. <laughs> Fucking love that man. So <laughs> how long? Good ha- ass movie. How long before we see uh, good old Ike get the get the get to stepping from Marvel?
4: I'm amazed. Like I don't know what he has on people. The right. way he's still like there because again he's notoriously like the problem of so many different things. Like he
1: has a fucking nightmare. He has Walt Disney's frozen head.
4: Yeah, I, I think he has <laughs> Walt's head, and he knows where like all the bodies are buried. <laughs> Like, he has the really racist cut of Song of the South. <laughs> <laughs> like, he do not even know how bad it was. They were like, tone it back. <laughs> so, yeah, that guy can't get to stepping fast enough.
1: He just seems like a dick. <laughs> He's just not a good dude. But, you know, you getting to that position in a company like Marvel, you kind of have to be a dick. Yeah, but like, you, but know, you don't have to be that goddamn much of a Scrooge. Dick. Yeah.
5: You don't have to keep being a dick. Right.
1: You become self aware of his dickness. So, uh, speaking of Marvel Studios, we got the first concept art from uh, Captain America Civil War. Um, do you guys have you guys looked at this? Do we? Yeah. To... I have. Looked a little bit, yeah. Okay, so because I, it's the movie's still uh, eight months away. So there's going to be a point where we're going to, you know, just shut it down. No more Civil War talk. But this is our first look at what the proposed teams are going to be. And I I find it interesting, especially uh, the Iron Man team, which is 60% POC and female. And uh, 80% if you consider Vision, who is a robot. It, it is doesn't a- get much more minority than Robots. Yeah. <laughs> but for Cap's team, we've got uh, sweet purple suited Hawkeye with Ant Man on his shoulder, which is great. And then mm-hmm. in, in the- awesome. I saw that, and like I was at work, and like there's nobody around. I'm talking to anybody, <laughs> but I go, Ant Man's gonna ride an arrow. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, then
1: and then there's the image of the two teams uh, going face to face, and Ant Man's riding Captain America's shoulder. Like, is that all you're gonna do? Ant-Man is ride other people's shoulders. Come on, buddy. <laughs> uh, so we got Hawkeye Ant-Man, Sharon Carter, which is kind of a surprise. We we all yeah. knew she was going to be yeah. in the movie, but the fact that she's kind of, uh, she looks like she's Cap's number two almost on yeah. Cap's team is cool. Which means that like either between movies or early on, like, you know,
4: she has to let on to let him know who the hell she is. Yeah. Because when winter soldier ends, he doesn't know her, like as you know Peggy's niece or whatever that's interesting,
1: well well, I mean, at the end of Winter Soldier, everything was kind of in the wind because of shield being infiltrated by Hydra, but right. you know at the end of age of Ultron, we saw that they've got the you know the new Avengers headquarters true, true. put yep. together, so things are definitely cooling down, and everybody's kind of coming back together, so we got cap, obviously falcon with a drone red wing which is, is that what that is that's kind of cool yeah it's 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 red wing but he's not an actual bird he's he's a drone That's kind of rad. which is smart i mean that's that's the best way that, that they could do that yeah. besides him actually having a pet falcon <laughs> i like him in that role so much yeah he's, yeah, great. he's so good uh, i just rewatched the scene with falcon from ant-man just the other day uh, it it was online with Chinese subtitles or some shit. And then Bucky with uh, all of his mascara washed away. So <laughs> it looks kind of odd. I don't like on the
4: cap side. I don't know that I like the new cap uniform.
1: What don't you like about it?
4: I think it's weird. I feel like it's, it's like a weird. I take a weird step back from how it looked in Age of Ultron. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just weird concept art. May it look better in, in motion. But it looks different from the one we saw last, and not necessarily a good way. I don't know. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the weird bits in the middle. I I don't know. Look where the stripes are. It looks weird. What doesn't look weird looks like fucking awesome is that new uh, Iron Man armor. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind
1: of like the bleeding edge Iron Man. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, Iron Man's got War Machine. Black Widow, which is a surprise because Black Widow and Cap are so buddy-buddy at the end of Age of Ultron, but you kind of have to assume that her and Hawkeye have to be on opposite teams. And although I like, from the comics, I always liked the Hawkeye looking up to Cap relationship. I think in the movies, they've built more of a Black Widow-Cap relationship. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. then we got Iron Man. Uh, Black Panther, which I'm surprised he is officially on a team. You know, they had always talked that he was gonna kind of be in the middle of this whole thing. And then Vision, no Scarlet Witch, no Thor, no Hulk. Uh, who else is missing? Well, that's a big one. I didn't even thought about Scarlet Witch not being there. Right. Uh, you know, because she was on the new Avengers team at the end of Age of Ultron.
4: Which means either she won't be in it—that'd be kind of weird—or maybe you know they could always ride her out as being doing something else. No, she's gonna be in it. Yeah, right. Are they just or maybe they're just not throwing all the fucking cards on the table? Which I'm fine she, with.
5: She and Thor go to hang out in Asgard for a while. Yeah, that'd that's be huge, man. That is a buddy stuff. That's
4: ten characters right there. Yeah, that's a lot. But. I got every bit of faith in them because you know it's all people we've seen before. They know what the hell they're doing.
1: The Russos have a very clear through line. I'm in. They can, and it'd be smart for them to keep Thor and Hulk out of it to not kind of muddy things up a little bit because this is, uh, not counting Ant Man. This is a five on five team. That's that's not too bad. It's not like you know, the actual Marvel Civil War where you've got a hundred guys on each side. (laughs) Yeah.
4: And and, and, in this particular world, like, if you throw a Thor or a Hulk on any side, the other side loses.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they almost have to be on opposite sides. If they're
5: included. Oh, man, I had an idea to get Thor, or not Thor, Hulk, to fight dinosaurs in a movie.
2: Okay, go they on.
5: They can't use the Savage Land, because that's an X-Men thing. So what you do is you have Kang be a villain at some point, or use the Time Gem. Then you have to send Hulk back in time to the Dinosaur Time to fight dinosaurs there. Cool, then, I'm in. Then, from there, you use Hulk's weird healing ability. Just You keep him as Hulk. He stays Hulk for forever and he gets frozen, and he wakes up. And he just keeps going, and then there's an alternate timeline, and then you get future imperfect Hulk, and then he comes back and tries to fuck everyone up.
4: Ooh, I like that. I like that. Alternate version, he goes back in time, fights the dinosaur. Third act, when Hulk returns to present time, the portal opens, and he rides that motherfucker through the (laughs)
1: portal. (laughs)
5: Yeah. And there's Devil Dinosaur. Yes. Alternate
1: version, Planet Hulk. There's just dinosaurs on planet Hulk. Easy. <laughs> Done. Yeah, you know what? Eat a shit promoter. This is easy. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just came up with three awesome movies. <laughs> we well, it was all Hulk trilogy <laughs> right there. Hulk dinosaur trilogy.
4: <laughs> oh god, everyone would go see those movies. <laughs> oh my god. Everyone would see every one of them. So real quick, kind of before we move on from this, um, I think I mentioned before we're we're introducing my friend Chrissy to their Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we're a few movies in. She's like Ant Man with us first, and then we saw Iron Man and uh, Hulk. We haven't gotten to Iron Man yet. That'll be this weekend. But you know, Hulk's over. And man, I hadn't seen Hulk in a while. What a good looking movie! That's a damn good looking movie. They they good good flick. Yeah, I mean. It's you know it's the weakest of the Marvel Studios movies but that still makes it better than most other
1: movies so it's it's just kind of okay. It's just a shame that it it wasn't able to tie in as well as all the other movies are because well they
4: were also like still in the infant stages of it true. so you could see like they dabbled with it like Stark here, you know, shield there, like little things like they hadn't really decided, you know what? No fuck it. We're really going for it
1: yet you know but i I mean also there's the big thing with you know recasting banner so yeah so it doesn't feel like it's the same yeah not
4: not quite but when it was over you know like she's like yeah it's like i gotta say i'm liking this it's good but you know she says they're all kind of the same (laughs) what do you mean she goes guy gets thing dickhead guy (laughs) gets bad version of thing those two fight at the end (laughs) (laughs) It's good, but it's all kind of the same. Add quips, stir and serve. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like you're not wrong, but they do start to veer from the formula a little bit as they go on. <laughs> says, okay, all right, but you know, I'm like, uh, just so you know, Iron Man two, two guys get bad versions of the same shit. <laughs> She's like, okay,
1: but one of those guys is Sam Rockwell, and he's delightful. And the other one of those guys is Mickey Rourke with a bird. With bird. Boyd. I want my bird. So, next up, uh, Secret Wars is adding a ninth issue. God damn it. Which will come out two months after they have relaunched the all-new, all-different Marvel. Yeah, there's
4: a whole lot about this story that's really upsetting.
5: Why are they still making this comic? <laughs> <Shouldn't>
4: they? <laughs> they should be done with it. Yeah. Because these books are going to start like next month. They're relaunching this shit next month, moving ahead eight months in time. Mm-hmm. Which I guess the fact that they're doing that means that, you know, they can do the Secret Wars however long they want to because the shit's not going to matter. I mean, although I guess there's, of, of course, there will be spoilers. Oh, yeah. You know, they're going to spoil the shit out of what happens in the Secret Wars. You know, so there's that part of it. It's been delayed already here, here and there. So, you know, that's, again, one of the problems with having a big event book with one artist with everything hinging on it. And if you have to add another issue, that just speaks volumes to the
5: shit pacing of this thing. Yeah. You like, could have taken out all of issue five.
1: Yeah. Know what all happened in issue five? Fucking nothing. I like, just don't. Nothing happened. I don't understand how they can have a an event book like this with a finite number of issues and not know where each issue begins and ends. Not only this finite, but 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 you know, if the
4: legend is to be believed, a story that's been cooking and planned for right, years. Right.
1: Yeah. Like. I mean, years. why? Years. Yeah. I mean, is part of it a cash grab? Because if it's not a cash grab, just make number eight a double issue.
4: Well, we got to give him time to draw the fucking thing,
5: (laughs) (laughs) you know, and the weird thing about it is I could swear I saw Hickman say he finished up writing this like a month ago. So did they not realize that there was an issue or did they just not announce until now that it was going to be an extra issue or did they like split up his issue 8 script into two issues. Kind of like The Hobbit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Either way, there's a lot about this
1: that's really bullshitty. Uh, Marvel uh, Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing David Gabriel says, the extra issue will not affect any of the new launches as part of all new, all different Marvel. There might be a surprise or two left over from Battleworld for fans in the final issues that haven't been revealed in all new, all different Marvel launches.
5: Could this be one of those things where it's just a little bit of Hickman, Asad Ribic stuff, and then a whole bunch of epilogues done by other creators?
4: Well, if they do that, it makes even less sense because it's going to be, you know, into the relaunch. Yeah. Like, I'd, be, I, I'd, be, I'd, say, I'd say, yeah, probably, if it weren't for the fact that they were delaying it so much.
5: Yeah, that
4: it doesn't make sense. Cuz that that's that's really common. Like you, know, you, you do yeah. the thing and then like, you know, the last 10 pages are, you know, one page preview to the shit that's coming out. Like that's pretty par for the course. But, you know, not 2 months in, you know.
5: <laughs> you know I never thought I'd say that Marvel I wish Marvel would throw more more artists on a book. But I kind of think they should throw more artists on a book. And you know what? not for nothing it does look amazing oh it looks gorgeous like it it's really, probably the really best does. looking event book marvel's done
4: and some of the best work of a side really it's career yeah you know i mean it's amazing
5: but you know but when it's hinging on fucking everything yeah everything hinges on it
4: there's a lot of characters in you know those pages aren't fast no and the way he draws like he doesn't cut corners like you know he, he full pencils everything like he's amazing it looks great you know but the other side of that is you get the fucking AVX where every issue is someone else and it's very schizophrenic in the way that it looks yeah. you know so I, I appreciate wanting to have a singular voice you know but yeah cause
5: what was the last event before this one was it Axis
4: yes and that
5: Axis looked like shit and so I think maybe multiple they just artists
4: on that too, yeah,
5: make up for it. And even with the multiple artists, it looked like garbage. Yeah,
4: and then they did Original Sin, which was all Deodato.
5: And that looked great.
4: Yeah, but that guy is a fucking inhuman yeah, he's machine. A ma- like, he draws like that so fast, it doesn't make any
5: sense. Yeah. Like, it, d- it defies logic. Yeah, I think they kind of wanted to make up for Axis in terms of quality and... It's holding them back, and it, I just, that it, really sucks. I, I kind normally I can, I push you know like just go with the creative team you started with, let them tell their story. But when it's a big event book like this, and you if you don't have it done way ahead of time, you almost need to have more than one artist working on and it. It
4: just seems like there's no vi- good reason for them not to have had it finished. Yeah. Or, you know, or just for an editor to step in and be like, you know, and again, not to rag on it, but hey, an editor to step in and say, issue five, we need to tighten that up because mm-hmm. nothing happens there. Let's move on. Let's bring, you know, bring some shit in because really nothing happened.
5: No. It was just recapping New Avengers.
4: Yeah. Like five issues in, they recap what happened before. That's fucking weird. Like, yeah.
1: It's really, really strange. I feel like the delay and the adding the extra issue wouldn't be such a big deal if it weren't for the fact that they're relaunching in October, which is right. exactly the, that's what this was whole. It's it all leading up to Secret Wars is supposed to change the whole Marvel Universe and then they're, everything, they're, they're, everything they're, in everything in everything in and they're yeah. starting new. And to have that overlap is just that's a Bush League shit right
5: there. It
4: really is. I mean, say you will about the new 52 and Flashpoint, but, you know, that shit was tight.
5: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. got that shit out.
4: They, they got it. They're like, you know what? No. I don't care. You're telling the story? Fuck you. Your story's got four issues now. We're wrapping this shit up in October. <laughs> <laughs> like, Done. Yeah, you know, might not have been the best way to do it, but by God, everything launched at the same time. So yeah, this, it's very disappointing. And also disappointing, the image that they use here will almost certainly have nothing to do with the book itself
6: <laughs> on the oh, Seabedager not-
4: thing. I was looking at because you know part of the thing about issue five is that you know the issue five cover has like the Beyonder all over like like disco like fucking you know disco suit Beyonder and Doctor Doom so I'm like oh shit the Beyonder finally comes it becomes like a Secret Wars thing because you know, remember Secret Wars. Wars is about the Beyonder originally like that's why that's the thing there is no Beyonder nope. <laughs> in that issue at all. Just like that big uh, promo image. I saw a poster at uh, Walmart, actually, of that big-ass promo image that came out of that uh, Alex Ross promo for Secret Wars. Like, all the multiple versions of the heroes fighting and shit like that. And I'm like, that's a bullshit lie, too. Because the crux of the story is specifically so that those people can't meet. Yep. Like, Battle World is segregated and segmented. Like,
5: but it's, it's got to lead up to that, right? Well, I would have said there's only three issues left, but now there's four, so maybe. <laughs> just I, everyone I fighting everyone. There, Everyone's yelling, I don't know why, but I'm going to punch you. <laughs> All
4: I'm saying is, given the events of uh, recent issues of Old Man Logan, I think we're every issue we're one step closer to seeing Old Man Logan punch Maestro in the face. Yeah. I've been saying for months, that's what was going to happen. <laughs> if, if that doesn't happen, I will be disappointed. So, yeah, it's it's weak sauce, man. Weak sauce. Do not like. Do not like, Ike. Do not like, Ike. Get your (laughs) shit together, Ike. This is why Kevin Feige left. (laughs) Oh, by the way, Captain America Civil War is 40 minutes longer because the middle part
1: is going to drag ass. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb. Uh, Next story. Wizard World reports a loss of 1.8 million million dollars i saw the story and immediately saw your smile on my head (laughs) (laughs) 1.8 million dollars in the second quarter of 2015 uh that makes it a total 2.78 million dollar loss the first half of 2015 whereas uh they profited in the same period last year the same quarter last year They profited $760,000. And uh, last year, for the full year of 2014, they made a profit of $996,000. So they've already... Jesus Christ. (laughs) Their profit last year has been tripled in loss this year for half the year. Uh, Apparently, the profit losses are... Due to their rapidly increasing number of shows. Oh, surprise, surprise. Look at that. Uh, higher advertising and marketing expenses. And then they've also got this fucking con TV bullshit that they're trying to push. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, which they spent four, almost 500 grand on and uh, hasn't added much revenue at all. I forgot about uh, that. They did a show, their first show in China which they said was not as successful as we anticipated due to extraordinary circumstances and venue changes. Because
4: surprisingly, the Chinese do not give a fuck if Burt Ward and Adam West show up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, like, at first I saw they lost $1.8 million this quarter, and I was kind of like... I don't know how much they're actually making, so that could just be a drop in the bucket, but boy oh boy, that does not seem like a drop in the bucket. Really doesn't. If all that they profited last year was under a million dollars, losing almost 3 million in the first half of the year, that's that's hemorrhaging money.
5: Yeah, yeah. that's a dying company.
4: And you know, and it's not surprising. I mean, there's you know, I, I the last winter show I went to, which again I went to for free, and I know some people have gone to the Nashville show since then, and just there's there's no quality control, like you know, which we they don't saw have staff. The downturn of that <laughs> for years,
6: <laughs>
4: it's all volunteers. Yeah, a couple volunteers, and then they they just you know they, it's exorbitantly expensive to go. Like I, I, it's like it's like 50 last time they came to Nashville it was $50 for a day pass on
1: Saturday. And that's just to Jeez. walk around and see panels that doesn't include yeah. autographs or merchandise or photo ops or anything like that.
4: And the panels, you know, are not as good as you're going to get at other places like because, you know, the publishers aren't going, you know. You get a chance to some some Q and As with some celebrities that you might want to see, and that's cool. That's your thing. That's great. their, you know, that's their fine.
1: celebrity guest list has been pretty fucking stacked the past
5: couple yeah, years. I would say it really has been.
4: But that's been you right. know the whole sales point. that's been the whole thing. Their whole thing hey, come for that. You know, if you want to see, you know, the bicycle zombie from Walking Dead, and you know, some Game of Thrones people, and got you know, like it's that's, Undertaker. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. If that's your thing. That's your thing. Great, but you know, I feel like you gotta lower the end. In- you gotta lower the bar for you know entry level. Like fifty bucks, that's way too much. You can get you can get a C two B two three day pass for less than fifty dollars.
1: Yeah, but yeah, they can't. They're they're losing money. They can't lower the the entry price because that entry price is what's paying all these guests. Unless to come. I mean, it's that that's
4: you know that's the teetering act of price and demand. Like you know maybe you know or you know you lower the, the price more people come possibly like you got to find that medium but you know
1: i remember uh, i'm not uh, doing shit for a day for fifty dollars <laughs> fuck you i remember <laughs> an undisclosed source told me that when uh chris hemsworth was going to wizard shows pretty regularly they were paying him 500 grand a show to show up jeez,
5: jeez. that might be think, part of the problem you gotta that's
1: think that's one dude and granted, Chris Hemsworth, one of the biggest stars in the fucking world right, right now, so he's and not I showing mean, up for nothing. The They just had um, was I think Jeremy Renner was at Chicago
4: and didn't I think on the Cole Cabana podcast and CM Punk say he was going to get 20 grand for a di- like a weekend.
5: Right. Yeah, I think it was 20.
4: And, you know, I think that was just for a day. It might have been. And that's one dude, yeah. you know. So, there's no doubt, it's outrageously expensive to put this thing on, but, you know, you gotta do something Holy else. Holy
1: shit, have you guys seen how many fucking shows that they have now? They run so many shows. San Jose, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Nashville, Fort Lauderdale, Tulsa, Austin, Louisville, Reno, New Orleans, Atlanta, Portland, Cleveland, Las Vegas, St. Louis, Madison, Minneapolis, Des Moines, Philadelphia, Sacramento, Albuquerque, Greenville, Orlando, Chicago, Raleigh, Richmond, San Antonio. Good
5: God. (laughs) Yeah, it's insane.
4: If that's not. That's 27 shows. If that's not the definition of spreading too
1: thin, I don't know what is, man. Jesus Christ. Des Moines. (laughs) (laughs) Greenville. Greenville, North Carolina?
5: Madison. Yeah. Yeah, they did the Madison show. I think that was like two weekends ago. Uh, And surprisingly, I will say, at work, it did slow us down. We were noticeably less busy compared to other weekends because of wizard world
4: raleigh richmond and san antonio tbd
1: <laughs> so we got them
5: but uh, you
1: know what outside of you know say orlando and chicago they're almost all of these are avoiding other huge shows like you don't you didn't hear a new york show on here you nope. didn't hear a san diego show there's no Boston. There's no uh, Salt Lake City. You know, they're they're finding these niche markets and kind of taking over and, and being the Comic-Con for that area. But also, like, if you look, man, holy shit, this is crazy. Uh, San Jose,
4: September 4th, 5th, and 6th. Pittsburgh, the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Columbus, the 18th, 19th, 20th. It's literally every weekend.
1: Every weekend they're doing a show.
4: Yeah,
1: it's just and too much like the show is only going on, you know, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. But you, you got to think that they're doing prep for these shows all week beforehand. So oh, when yeah. do they get a fucking day off? And, you know, and the, the folks that read pop do
4: significantly less shows, but they're always working. Yes. Right. Always planning to make the next show, you know, as big and crazy as they possibly can. Like, all that work, and those are the shows they put on, and they have months to plan each one. How the fuck do they expect to have any kind of – how do you not run yourself dry if you're doing this shit every weekend?
5: It's a busy boy.
4: Considerably smaller scale,
1: but still. Jesus. This San Jose show, the guest list, isn't that great. Bruce Campbell, WWE Diva Page, WWE Superstar Roman Reigns, uh, Brett Dalton from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Scott Wolf from Party of 5, you got Michael Cudlitz, Emily Kinney from Walking Dead, Josh McDermott from Walking Dead, Jason David Frank of course, James Marstars, of course. Rooker, they've got a great relationship with Rooker. That's that's nuts. Dean Cain, Lou Ferrigno. But I don't I don't think any blockbuster guests there. What would be their next big show? I would Well, in Rook- Nashville, both Tom Wopat and John Schneider are coming. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh has David Duchovny, Shatner, Dean Ambrose, Cudlitz, Page, Ernie Hudson. So man, like Chicago is an anomaly as far as their huge guests go. I feel because you know that's one of their flagship shows is Chicago. So they they really. You know, front weight that thing with guests, but these other show shows the guest list isn't that impressive. Maybe they know they got to fucking cut back. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh boy.
4: Ooh boy, indeed. In the artist alley, you got you got yeah, you I know, got Greg Horn, who goes to every fucking show in the world,
1: who. When is the last time Greg Horn did a comic book? Been a hot minute. But how, a he's going to all these fucking Wizard shows. No, he's right.
6: supposed
4: to draw. <laughs> like Harvey Telebow is going to be in Nashville. But otherwise, not a whole lot of guys you know.
2: If
1: this Orlando show still happens come August of next year, I will check that thing out. Especially if they are giving out press passes. But that's a, that's a year away. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll touch base on that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, next story is Michael B. Jordan is uh, reportedly set to star in Dark Horse Comics' Blood Brothers film adaptation. Uh, I read Blood Brothers uh, when it was coming out, and I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so cool. I mean, he's a good actor. I'm surprised that he doesn't have. I'm surprised he's not gun-shy about signing up for a comic book movie after Fantastic Four. Yeah,
4: I don't know if that's fair, man. I don't know, because I don't think that they released the movie he made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Blood Brother is a very different creature. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I that could be a really fun movie. And well, not- what was it was like three-issue miniseries, really tight,
1: in and out, like just yeah. really, really good. And not weighed down by, you know, 60 years of continuity and expectation. And, you know, some young uh, hotshot director isn't going to come in, come on to Blood Brothers and be like, okay, let's change this whole thing. Let's do a new take on Blood Brothers.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things that 90% of the people that see it won't know it's a comic book. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just a fun vampire. And that's the thing. It was a lot of fun. Like, it was a lot of fun, so I'm all for that. That's great.
1: And then the final story. Uh, We mentioned this last week. Lee, you weren't here. It wasn't one of our main stories, but um, I mentioned the story about how uh, Michael Shannon was on the set of Batman vs. Superman, and he got locked in a bathroom. I was trapped in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And he couldn't get out because his costume had flipper hands. I was dressed like a lobster. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah, we, we although,
4: have... to be fair, flipper hands might not be that unreasonable because two years later, those Phantom Zone pods are still suction cup dildos.
6: <laughs> 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 yeah, clearly.
3: they
4: suction cup dildos, and the hallway of the ship that Clark finds in the, the iceberg that Hallway is lined with vaginas on both sides.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to production,
4: watch. production designed by HR Giger. Very much that. Like, I, I missed the doors the first time around, but like, you know, I'm like, like why, why am I having these odd feelings about these doors?
1: I'm like, oh, wait, that's why <laughs> I am surprised I liked Man of Steel as much as I did, especially with them trotting out those suction cup dildos like in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Like, I, I laughed.
5: I my dildo ship and had to go pee. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, yeah. we talked about how... Like, no one looked at the sketch and said, Hey, man, that's a
1: suction cup dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and you got ten of them there. <laughs>
4: yeah. Go back to the drawing board on that one. We can't do that.
1: Yeah. So, we talked about how we've seen Zod in the trailer for Batman vs. Superman. And there's rumors that Zod, spoiler alert, might be... Uh, experimented on by maybe LexCore and possibly could turn into the movie version of Doomsday. I don't know how that could be possible because clearly Superman is the villain of this movie. (laughs) But (laughs) even with that explanation it still does not explain Flipper Hands and why he would get locked in the bathroom. (laughs) So (laughs) Michael Shannon comes out this week and he says Somebody was asking me about this in New York. Uh, I guess asking him about Batman vs. Superman. Somebody was asking me about this in New York, and I made up some ridiculous bullshit answer about how my character (laughs) Zod has flippers, and this went viral on the internet or something, and people have been asking me about that. That is so obviously a complete bullshit story, right? But people (laughs) took it seriously.
5: Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! You fucking assholes believed I dressed <laughs> up like a dolphin and got trapped in the shitter.
1: <laughs> but then Shannon goes on to say uh, it's a really awkward situation. I'm in the trailer for a movie that I didn't work on. So apparently he's only doing voice acting for Batman and Superman. He wasn't ever actually on set. So he didn't even <laughs> get locked in a bathroom. <laughs>
4: I believe that because after, you know, there there are scenes and shots in Man of Steel where the only thing that's real on the screen is Michael Shannon's face. Mm-hmm. And as such, it looks like the fakest thing in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> because they did that thing where they like, you know, put him in pajamas and then like animated his armor over him. But not like how they did. But like, they, when they, when they did it with Iron Man, but like, they give him the chess piece, you know, so he has something
1: to like, you know. Look a little real around him, right? He looks like his head's floating around nothingness. It's weird. So he says, "I'm in a, tra- I'm in the trailer for a movie that I didn't work on." The thing about the whole Krypton universe, apparently, is that even when you destroy them, they are ghosts. I went over and I did some voiceover stuff because it's like the, that ghost thing, but I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> that could be a
6: lie too,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, but oh, then oh, I'm spooky. <laughs> I guess this story here doesn't have that little bit because he he does in in one of the quotes that I read he does bring up doomsday at one point, but I'm not I'm not seeing it here. Sorry guys,
4: not a great shot. I dropped a picture in the chat. The angle is not great, so you can't quite see all the vagina doors, but you can see the hood. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and from the front, they just look at like Jojo Keith paintings.
5: Pretty pretty hard to miss. Ah, Clark, you thought you killed me, but now I'm in your house watching you jerk off <laughs> and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> oh, Ghost Zod. <laughs> Spooky Ghost Zod.
1: that is the news.
4: That is the news. Let's talk about comic books and get the fuck out of here.
1: Go comics! Go! The problem with
3: comic books is that it comes off on your hands. Every time you turn a page, you have to wash your hands.
4: Uh, haven't gotten to everything this week yet uh, because New Sunstone came out, and that takes a lot of time because it's a big-ass book. And it's really good, you guys. Really fucking good. This is uh, Volume 3, and this is the first time since Volume 1 that the uh, next volume has not been... Solicited listed it right away so I didn't know when the next one was coming and that bums me the fuck out because I want to know when I get my next fix but really cool stuff it's just you know more of these people growing together and you know having their you know realizing that hey they might be a little gay for each other and it's really cool watching that happen and every so often they have crazy lesbian bonded sex so you know there's that and it all looks great and the designs are awesome it's fucking rad man it's book the shit, people. It's good times. If you're into ladies doing stuff to other ladies. And just, you know, it's funny. It's funny. it looks really good. And yeah, and we, we talked about this in the first Volume came out. Like it's a really weird period for romance comics. Like the shit's it's fair. It's really good stuff. I, I quite enjoy it. Um I did read Spider Woman number 10. Love the Spider Woman book. Uh this one had the knees capped right out from under it, thanks to Secret Wars. Um, but it comes back with the same creative team two months before Secret Wars ends, so you can't really be too bad at it. And now she's
5: pregnant, so Nice is excited.
1: Yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> Damn right.
4: But I like to see, uh, Porcupine get a little bit of redemption, like the Porcupine saved the day, and that was kind of rad. I felt happy for him. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, shield number nine, um... It's front-loaded with a story where Coulson meets Leonardo. Because remember, Hickman wrote that S.H.I.E.L.D. book where Leonardo founded S.H.I.E.L.D. Because fuck you. So that happens. And then there's like another thing. The other half of the book is basically like the pilot for the new Howling Commandos book which is Al Ewing and Stefano Caselli in this part where they reanimate a LMD of Dum Dum Dugan to come back and lead this squad of monsters. But, like, they say it's pissed off LMD Dugan who, like, knows he's an LMD and gets super pissed off because, like, why didn't you just let me die? But they say that he died in 66, And they make it sound like that's the only like they had nobody's seen him since sixty six.
5: And that's bullshit. Well no, isn't that a thing from Secret Warriors? Where they revealed he's been an LMD this whole time?
4: Yeah, but like they make it sound like nobody ever saw him since then. And like and like he got scrolled up in Secret Invasion and shit. But then again, you read Secret Warriors a lot more recently than I did, so you could be totally right.
5: Yeah, I think it seemed confusing, but I think I think they meant it to be that he's just been an LMD this whole time and not that no one's seen him. Or Rob says it's from the Original Sins miniseries.
4: I don't know. Oh, you know, yeah, I did not read that part of the Original Sins because I only had so much that. I had only so many fucks to give on that one. Um, but what is kind of cool is the first few pages of this uh, big 50th anniversary spectacular,
5: whatever the fuck, this is the entire reason I checked this book out.
4: <laughs> yeah. is <laughs> it's, it's new Kirby Steranko pages. I guess back when uh, the, when Kirby pitched S.H.I.E.L.D. to Stan Lee as the, auditor, the, as the editor of Marvel, he like drew these couple of pages. Like, hey, this is kind of what I want the book to be about. And you know, they turned it into Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. And then later on, Steranko came in and inked them. So, you know, this is some of the first... Newly published Kirby art in God knows how long. This is pretty cool.
5: You want to get me to read a book I don't read already, you tell me that there's going to be unreleased Kirby pencils that Jim Steranko inked. That's how you get me to read a comic.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's good size. Now, did, did that... I feel like... We may have talked about this years ago on the show. I could be wrong, but like... Does anybody else here have memory of a Fantastic Four issue... That was supposed to be, it was supposedly issue 107 of Fantastic Four. And that would have been written by Stanley, drawn by Jack Kirby. It's like the unreleased issue of Fantastic Four that they did, wherein the plan was to release it with Stanley doing his hokey Stanley bullshit dialogue on top of it, and then the same pencils with modern coloring of Mark Miller writing the dialogue on it. This was years ago.
5: I think that happened, yeah.
4: See, I remember it being super hyped for it, but then n- I don't know that it ever came out.
5: I want to say it did. I've never read it, so I, it might have not come out. But I, th- I think it did.
4: I'm glad that you remember it as a thing that was going to happen because I feel like I brought it up before and everybody looked at me like I had a dick growing out of my forehead.
5: <laughs> like, I- yeah, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, now that you mention it, I don't know if it actually ever happened.
4: Yeah, I would like to see that because I, I always get a kick out of seeing like, you know, old shit-colored new waves, I always think that's pretty cool. I always think it's kind of fun to see. So I would like to see that, like fucking, you know, Richard Eisenhoff coloring Kirby pencils. That'd be to be yeah. cool. Uh, let see what else we got. Um, old Man Logan number four continues to be the best of the Secret Wars tie ins and what this whole fucking thing should have been in the first goddamn place. <laughs> uh, so you got Old Man Logan and a She-Hulk, who the fuck knows which one, trapped in the Badlands over the wall where Logan is just fighting zombies and symbiotes and symbiote zombies for, you know, who knows how long before teaming up a She-Hulk and fighting more of those things, and then she throws his ass over the wall and he lands in what looks like a version of the ultimate universe's New York, I think? I, I don't know. because I-, I have not read that Ultimate end book, so I don't know what Yeah, the fuck I that think
5: that's there. what that is. Yeah,
4: because I see the Triskelion in the back, and that's what makes you think it must be that version. And there's no people there, so maybe all the people died at the end of that book. I really don't know. That's the kind of thing that you think that they would tell you. If something like that was happening, you think that they might touch on the fate of the Ultimate Universe in Secret Wars proper, but they've yet to do that. Apparently, that only happens in this tie-in miniseries that I can't be bothered to read because I've had enough of that. Um, but man, looks really good. And now, did they say for i I don't remember, did they say that, uh, Sorrentino is coming on to draw that book once it starts?
5: Yeah, with Lemire writing. Yeah,
4: that's, that's nothing but a good time. That's fucking fantastic. Love that. Um, and then what else? Uh, that's about it. Um, I like, I really am enjoying Gotham by Midnight. Issue eight came out of that. Um, it's like this, you know, supernatural detective story that just kind of happens to be in Gotham City. It's gonna be pretty cool, and I you know it's uh, I don't know a shitload about the Specter, other than that his hat's always on fire, <laughs> no. but uh, and he apparently hates sinners. But this is pretty fun, uh, and the last one I'll talk about is um, Last Days of Ant Man number one. Which I don't really know why this can't just be Ant Man number seven or the fuck it was, um, but it was really cool. Did you read this, Kelly? Have you been reading Ant Man?
5: Uh, no, I read it in trade. I don't read the singles. So he he
4: met early on. Um, his like only principal investor he has in his company is this uh, older lady, uh, older lady that works at a bank, and like the bank <laughs> that she works at. He he saved the bank because the. Nazi robot that spits gold escapes from the vault. That's that's how they met, and so she contracts it. And she she kind of gives him the riot act for like you know, basically not turning any fucking profit at all during this first time or whatever. But to say, I need you to help me out to get this thing back. So we steal some shit from this big fat drug lord, and it's an Asgardian medallion that she uses to. Help out the people at the nursing home she also runs. She has this, this retirement community for all these old folks that she runs. They're all Golden Age superheroes who are all old and you know, and they're twilight years. So she uses this Asgardian medallion to de-age everybody for like a day because she's also fairly clairvoyant. She sees the end of the world's coming, and so she wants to give all of her friends like one last romp, like all these old school, like you know. Marvel heroes and villains from like the 30s and 40s and shit like that, running around the streets of Miami for like a day because you know the incursions happening and all that shit. It's pretty cool. Uh, And when he when his ex-wife won't let him see his uh, daughter because she's out, she's gone away, and she's kind of you know being an asshole to him because he's kind of an asshole first. He goes to try to find a bar and ends up having sex with a new Beetle chick. So. And he says he's there's a bit where he's like, I remember the first day I was when I the first day I was an Avenger. There was a big press conference and yeah, I was super nervous and yeah, I felt like my, my heart was gonna jump out of my throat. And I just remember Captain America leaning over to me and saying, Son, I'm sure you're busy, I'm sure you're nervous, but you know, don't worry, everything's gonna be fine. Don't doubt yourself. This is a great responsibility. But there's one thing you have to remember, no matter what happens, if you want to be an Avenger, you don't sleep with supervillains. And the next page is like him fucking like laying in bed, like, you know, naked, wearing the helmet <laughs> next to the beetle. <laughs> it's pretty damn fun. It's good stuff. I like that Ant-Man book a lot. And then uh, we talked about it when they showed the, the coverage for the first time. But, you know, Ant-Man with, you know, the beetle and you know Grizzly and Porcupine, who, if he's here, hopefully means that that's, that doesn't mean that he's not going to be in Spider-Woman anymore. And uh, Whirlwind. So I, I like Ant-Man with these fucking D-list villains. It's a lot of fun. Because, yeah, the Grizzly, one of my favorite characters in comics right now. It's <laughs> <Like, he's laughs> fucking awesome.
5: So, yeah. what, what else you got, Kelly? Uh, while you've been talking about comics, I've been digging to find out about this Fantastic Four okay. issue. It was released as Fantastic Four The Lost Adventure. It was, it's originally supposed to be Fantastic Four issue 103, and I guess there were, it's really hard to find any kind of details about this. Mark Miller wasn't involved, though I remember hearing something about that, so I wouldn't be surprised if he was supposed to be at some point. Uh, It does look like they got modern colorists for it, but yeah, if you're ever looking for it, it is Fantastic Four The Lost Adventure. So it did come out. It did come out. I feel like that
4: should have been a much bigger deal.
5: Back in 2008 it came out.
4: It should be a much, much bigger deal.
5: That's weird.
1: Yeah. Well, 2008 we all had Iron Man fever,
5: so <laughs> <laughs> we are probably preoccupied. Uh, for comics this week, what did I read? Uh, it, was, it was a big week for comics by Matt Kent because there was two issues of ninjack and the finale to Mind Management. Oh, that's right. I haven't got to new ninja act yet. Yeah, it was nice. We got two issues. That's awesome. There's the normal issue, and then there's the Book of Death issue. And I, which, I'm unfamiliar with this Book of Death. It's, it's like their crossover thing, right? Yeah, it's okay. It's basically the tie-ins are kind of like the various Valiant characters, the end stories, and okay. it's they essentially is. There's something called the Book of Death, and the Geomancer is reading from it, and then she's reading the stories of these various characters dying. Okay. And they're trying to prevent that. All right. But so the one-shots that we've gotten so far were the Bloodshot and the Ninjak issues, and those were both super fun. The like bloodshot The Bloodshot one-shot? issue was awesome, because at one point, Bloodshot and Armstrong are pirates, and that shit is awesome.
4: Yeah, that sounds awesome.
5: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. It was my favorite issue of the Bloodshot relaunch so far. But yeah, both both issues in Ninja Act were pretty great this week. Um, the mind management finale was good. It was exactly what that series needed to end up as. It was kind of just looking back at the characters that survived and seeing how they're doing now. If you all haven't right. read Mind Management, I'd say jump on that book. It was p- pretty great, and I, I at some point I need to go back and reread the whole series. All right, especially because now that I have all the single issues and they're all in the same place and easy to get to, I can lay them on the floor and make puzzles with the back with the ads on the back because that was a thing he did for an arc. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then you were supposed to like go on. It would give you a code to go online and unlock stuff. Oh, neat. Yeah, I kind of, I never did that, so now I <laughs> now I can. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what else did I read this week? I read Jocko the Galactic Patro- Patrolman, which is Akira Toriyama's most recent manga, and that dude showed up in Re- uh, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F.
4: Okay, all right, yeah, I saw yeah. that in the theater, and like that guy showed up, and like he was kind of a big deal. Yeah, and I like, I feel like I'm I'm looking at zero because like he's. That guy fucking hashtag likes Japan shit. So I'm like, who the fuck is that dude? And why am I supposed to know?
5: And even he was like, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Yeah, he was in, a, he was the star of Jocko the Galactic Patrolman, a manga that Akira Toriyama put out, I think, over the course of 2013. All right. It's just a one-volume series. It takes place before Dragon Ball. And it's pretty, it's, it's good. I like it a lot. His art looks amazing still for all these years later after Dragon Ball Z. Still looks great. Uh, what happens is Jocko is sent to Earth because the Galactic Patrolmen find out that the Saiyans are sending a Saiyan to Earth, and he's supposed to stop it.
4: So great job, Jocko.
5: Yeah, so he's, he's sent to Earth to stop Goku from ever arriving.
4: How's that go? <laughs>
5: <laughs> I think we know, not well. Yeah, not, not great. But yeah, And then the final chapter is actually kind of cool. It's the story of Goku's parents sending him to Earth. Huh. So it's kind of, you get some kind of Dragon Dragon Ball yeah. stuff. It's pretty cool. cool. I also read Batman Snow, which I picked it up for the art by Seth Fisher. And that guy's art is amazing. He died way too young. He was only like 33 and he hadn't put out many comics, but his art is amazing. Yeah, if you, I don't
4: think I'm familiar with the name at all.
5: Yeah, if you ever see anything with his name on it, pick it up. It's going to be gorgeous. Right. He did at Marvel. I think I want to say it was back. It was his last comic and the final issue actually came out after he died. It was uh Fantastic Four and Iron Man big in Japan. I think it came out no 6. Okay. And that was where I first found out about him. And then recently I'd picked up Batman Snow, which is actually a pretty solid Batman story. It was it's basically the first it's a retelling of Mr. Freeze's origin and it doesn't fuck it up like the New 52 did. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you want a good early Batman story with the Mr. Freeze origin, it's pretty good. And to Rob in the chat, no, I haven't read Green Lantern, Will World, but I really want to. That was another book he did. He also did a flash book, which I have in one of my various boxes of comics that I need to read still. Huh. All right. Yeah, he was a super talented artist that was taken way too soon.
4: How did he die? Do you know?
5: He fell off a balcony in Japan.
4: Oh, shit.
5: Yeah, it wasn't a good way to go.
4: No. Yikes. Yeah, that's that's terrible.
5: Yeah. And I also read today, recently, a couple months ago, I bought all of the Ultimate Collection trades for Morrison's new X-Men run because I haven't read most of it because i was buying it as it was coming out and so like i was young then and i wasn't making it to the shop much so i've got like a whole lot of issues that are either the beginning or end of arcs so there's all giant holes in that in that like his whole story that i just don't understand well yeah sure (laughs) so now i'm finally getting to read it don't worry
4: once you read it there's still be lots of it you don't understand i read the (laughs) shit out of it i don't know the fuck happened
5: I read the first uh, trade today and it was like all the Cassandra Nova stuff. I like all that stuff so far. It's the only thing that pissed me off about it was the annual they included because that's when sideways. Yeah, that whole sideways bullshit. So it's really fucking annoying to read and trade. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. And then you have poor Igor Cordray doing art on some issues. And when you put him next to guys like Ethan Skyver and Frank Quietly and Lena Liu, his art looks really bad. <laughs> I just kind of feel bad for him. Because, like, outside of that context, it's still not great, but it isn't completely terrible. Right. But when you put him with those three dudes, holy shit, it looks really bad. Yeah, that's tough, man. <laughs> like I, I, I would get to an issue and I'd see he'd be on it and just be disappointing. Like, oh man Ethan initz yay Frank quietly yay oh Igor Cor yeah well there we go <laughs> that's funny yeah that's all I got this week
4: right on and that's that's more than enough solid one
1: of these Dude. weeks I'll read comic books again
4: <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna happen i I feel I feel like you will I feel it in my bones going be alright. Yeah. If that's it, then that's it. That's the sh- that's the fucking show, kids. That was good. Back, back into it. Six nice times.
1: Ah, see next week I think we'll do it all over again.
4: <laughs> Why not? I was that's like, good. what
1: is what is he got planned? What is this? <laughs> is he leaving me again? Don't leave me. <laughs> don't make me host the show again, Lee.
6: Yeah.
4: Is it like I, I don't like music anyway, but especially not on such short notice, but I was Debilitated, <laughs> like I was so fucked up. <sighs>
5: those were bad times. It was like it was like dad no showed my little league game. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's funny. Yeah, because Kelly brought his first big interview to the show. I know. I think there was so much about it that just really bummed me the fuck out. Uh, you would you would have been pleased with how much we talked about Reginald Bell Johnson in our Ryan Brown interview last
4: year. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, then, fuck. That's it. Let's do it again next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at com. Email us. For God's sake. You're not doing anything else right now. Jesus. Popcast at panelsonpages.com. Or uh, leave us a voicemail, 616
1: 951 one pop
4: uh yeah i think that'll do it
1: man and if you're listening to this and you've if you've ever thought of shitting in a bucket and mixing it with any sort of beverage get help <laughs> get help please yeah we're gonna next week we will launch uh, officially
4: the kickstarter to fund our uh bucket shooter support group <laughs>
1: <laughs> and by support we mean anything but i For shat on a plate once in my Why? backyard. Why? You've never heard this story, Kelly? Lee, you've well, heard this story. Maybe not. No? <laughs> okay, real quick. So, uh, my ex, she was a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and for her birthday, I said, I'll I, I'll get you anything you want. It, it, I can get you a present. I can do something for you, whatever you want. And she says, she gets this... Evil look in her eyes, and she's like, I want you to shit in the yard. And I was like, All <laughs> what? right. What? All right. But I didn't want to shit in the yard and then just have my giant man shit just sitting there. So I shat on a plate. In well, then the- you gotta wash the plate. No, no, no. It was, it was like a plastic plate, like a throwaway plate. So I shat on the plate and then I flung the shit over the fence. <laughs> <What> the fuck. <laughs> But that was all for fun and games, you know. I wasn't thinking that I was making some sort of, you know, political statement. Shit, can't smear. Can't imagine why
4: you kids didn't work out.
1: Was she pleased with her gift? Oh, she she fucking loved it. She thought it was hilarious. Yeah, we got but
4: my what brother. The fuck? My brother. We we got my my brother Luke to shit in a
1: box one time, <laughs> so that we can mail it to a guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, mine is a lot more innocent
5: <laughs> yeah no yeah we're like rob said we're at the fence lee like where did <laughs> yeah, it end on up the other side of the fence
1: <laughs> well i mean, lee you you had been to our old house where oh there Okay. yeah yeah yeah. Okay, yeah it was it was a it was a big yard uh and then on either sides of our fenced and yard was empty lots that never got built up or anything like that, so it was just unkempt. that yard was big enough, you could have left that shit out there, you'd have been fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, but I still didn't want it in my yard. (laughs) So it it was just an empty lot that I flung the shit over onto.
5: Was this the same fence you threw the Christmas tree over?
1: Uh, I mean, not the same side of the fence, but yes, the same (laughs) fence, uh, the same yard. That fence saw a lot of action. (laughs) (laughs) I chucked so much stuff over that fence.
4: Uh, we didn't even talk about Thanksgiving that one year. <laughs> <laughs> Slinging turkey carcasses. <laughs> Everyone knows you burn the turkey carcass on on Christmas, right? That's what you do. No. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ!
5: Why? Why would someone want to watch another person's shit in a yard
1: for because their birthday? It, she was a weirdo. Yeah, did she want like? Was she like okay? Let me know when
4: you're done. I want to come out, or was it like, I gotta watch it happen. She watched it happen. That's
1: <laughs> fucked up. <man. laughs>
5: did Did you have toilet
1: paper? Um, I think I just went inside and wiped afterwards because I didn't want to have to wipe my ass and then carry the shitty toilet paper <laughs> inside. walked back with poo cheeks. Yeah, but you know, it's still better than having a wad of shit paper in my hand. You could just throw that over the fence. <laughs> that's a little much, Lee. <laughs> Let's not go over the line here. There are no winners in that story. This girlfriend, she was happy. I suppose so. Yeah, she won. I won because I eventually got away from that shit.
4: Yeah, thankfully. Is this the girl that I met or no?
1: Yes. 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 She she came to uh, Wizard World Chicago 2008. (laughs) That was
4: the weekend that we met.
1: (laughs) It was. It was. She was my ex at that point,
5: actually. Like, it... Uh, we had broken up a week before, but we had already planned the trip. That's uh, crazy, Tim. Lee, didn't she look like someone that would ask a person to shit in the yard?
4: Yeah, I, I, you
1: never know. <laughs> some people, Kelly. She also used to say that she wanted to take an x knife to the piece of skin that connects my dick to my balls. Oh, Why? God. No. I love my wife.
6: Yeah, yeah,
4: <laughs> dude. That's got to be like cu- when you like when you get a paper cut on the webbing between your fingers, right? Only on your
1: digging balls. Yeah, she just wanted to slice that.
5: Is this uh, woman in jail
1: yet? Uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty sure she's a single mom, so. Uh, Ooh, just, no! Just just raising more shit's mirrors. <laughs> that, that poor kid.
4: Oh man! Oh that 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 pendulum is gonna swing wildly one way or the other.
5: Mommy, what do you want for your birthday? Then go shit
4: in the yard. <laughs> I Saw this YouTube video with a bucket. I'm gonna reenact it. Oh god. That's it. No more show. No more.
1: No more show. Ever. We're done. I think we need you to kill sh- sh- it. <laughs> we need to we need to shake this
4: off. Oh my god. Yeah, let's sh- let, let's 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 shake this off. it will be okay. okay. All right. Uh love you. Kids. Good night. Goodbye.
0: Nothing on my brain That's what people say uh-uh. That's what people say I've been wanting many dates But I can't make them stay At least that's what people say uh-uh. That's what people say uh-uh. But I
3: keep cruising Can't stop, won't stop Bravo! I loved that! Oh, it was great! Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad! It was awful! I was get him away! Hey, boo. Boo. boo! boo!
0: Boo! With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.